Hey guys, uh, I'm back. I'm back with friend of the pod, Dan Allegretto from the Dial Dan podcast. What's up? How are you? What's up, guys? <laughs> are you Sorry, having I- a hot Dan summer? Not really, no. It is summer there though, right? Oh, it's fully summer. It was like 90 degrees today. Don't you usually like to get out and like spread your seed during summer? I remember last summer you were like, yeah, I'm, I'm hibernating in winter and I'm going to get out there this summer and like get some dick. Are you just not in the mindset? Spread my seed, Jock. Oh my God, it's a <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I have some like, I have a few kind of summer getaway plans that are mild, but they don't revolve around sex. I've been very not intentionally celibate. I've just, I have not been fucking and sucking. Not even during Pride? No, wait, do you guys, does Australia have like a Pride Month? No, and it's so, so liberal, weird. you don't even have it's, to. Well, we have Mardi Gras, which is like the biggest, it's like the biggest gay Pride Parade, basically in the world. It's like the number one thing, like it's a huge deal. We have Mardi Gras, we have like a whole gay street, um, which I think I told you about that. In your you have a whole street that I've never heard yeah. of. Wow, I'm sure, yeah, the whole world stops turning when that happens. Yes, Trust me, Sydney is like the gay <laughs> capital. We have Mardi Gras. Like, we don't need the whole month. So, I always... I feel like America... Okay, America has a lot of weird... Well, not weird months. <laughs> but you have a lot of, like... Queer? You've got, you've got Black History Month, Pride Month. Like, you extend everything for a whole month. Like, here we have that stuff, but it's just for one day, then you get back to your real life. Like, a whole month is, like, pretty excessive. I think shorten it down to a week. I think we're good uh, for Pride Month. Um, the a whole month can. is exhausting because it's like not even just the month itself. It's like I'm very terminally online. So like even like the weeks leading up to Pride Month, there's people like, oh, well, like buckle up for like Chase Bank, like bleh, putting a rainbow flag. I'm like, I know you're like 26. I've, I'm a little bit a little bit older and I've seen this before and I just don't need to hear it because I already know I can just walk past it and not really um, think yeah. twice or care. Yeah. It's the same discourse, and now they have the the pride flag discourse, which everyone argues about, about they're butchering them. I mean, the flag does look stupid, but it's also like, who, I mean, who cares? Like, I don't have a rainbow flag. I mean, just, but just people put, like, really get hated over it. Just put Arca on the pride flag and call it a fucking day. <laughs> like, please. It's just- Spare it's me. Just, I can't. I I don't even I don't even get the thing with people waving the flags around before too because it's like honestly no it's more it waving the flag around now it's more kind of like wearing a maga hat like it's just an obvious like this is my political leanings and I want everyone to see it like there's not really much more to it than that at this point. I mean the pride parade in New York is like kind of fun. I haven't been in a few years but when I first moved here like a little over 10 years ago it was kind of life changing for me. I mean I was like 23 years old. Um, and so I was like, well, this is like super amazing. So I try to remind myself of that, that it's like not, the world doesn't revolve around me. You know, the sun does not rise and set on my, uh, fat, stupid ass. So, um, yeah, I just didn't feel like going today. I mean, I had this big commitment tonight, your podcast, um, (laughs) just super, it's a super popular podcast. What I've heard. Pride parades are fun, by the way. I haven't been in years, but I mean, it's a good time if you want to get shit faced, but, uh, you're here to discuss the overturn of Roe versus Wade. We're going to get into, uh, all the policies surrounding that. No, I'm just kidding. No, turn Um, it back around and overturn it again. And then I'm good. (laughs) How annoying is like social media now since I just don't want to see it. Like I, Every time I open like my Twitter or something, it's um, well, men should get vasectomies. It's like okay, I I don't need to see the like hundredth meme about like let's get men vasectomies, and I'm just like, can I just unplug? 
<laughs> I don't want to say it. It is very bleak. Um, also, like, I don't really actually know what the government, like, does. And so I'm, I'm well, I don't know what the laws actually are. I did read a tweet. Again, it's all tweets. Yeah. That's like there were women in an abortion clinic and they had to like go home that day when it was overturned. I'm like, oh, so it is serious. But I'm like, well, the states it was already kind of illegally banned in, would that change anything? And I I guess it will, which sucks, but I mean, let's not go down it. I just am yeah, enjoying carrying it up. Sorry. Well, I was just I didn't I, you know what I do want to talk, talk about? about abortion clinics and shit. I just want to say that I like Carol's tweets because Carol's like slamming she's, the democratic party finally now, waking so up funny. <laughs> I know, it's so funny well that's like, the wait, one democrats thing. are bad and useless i had no idea <laughs> it's like finally the penny drops um the, no, the one thing i wanted to say because i was talking recently i'm like wokeness is dead like it's over no one cares anymore and you see it with this abortion thing i'm not trying to get into abortion but just the fact that well, you are pe- people ahead. are mad at no but just that people are mad at like both sides it's a different reaction because i feel like the last two years it was the sort of um it was more of like a, a trumpy thing like a left versus right whereas now it's more of a just we're angry at everyone it doesn't feel as like sidesy i don't know i want to bring up that you got a new refrigerator oh do you kind that you can like knock on and it you can <laughs> see inside of it without opening the door how good is it okay so i'm i'm very impressed by that technology first of all i'm wondering if it's even like useful though because it's like not really no, it's like, but it, how much more expensive is that than like a, a okay. fridge, like a solid metal door? And does it so, let, hold on really quick, does ahead. it let more um, heat in because it's like glass and not metal? So are you, is your electricity bill up the, up the ball? Like what's going on over there? I, okay. Well, um, okay. I have a lot to say about the electricity, about the fridge. All right. Do you guys have like <laughs> socialized electricity? You're like, I don't care. No, so I got solar panels. I mean, okay, that's you why got solar panels. Yeah, so I uh, that's why I empathize with Sheree now about how long it took her to move into Chateau Sheree because now that I've gone through it, I understand that the, the, it does take time. It's been the longest move m- minus Sheree's. But uh, yeah, I've got solar panels, so my electricity bill will be much cheaper. So that's one thing. So I can. How often eating. do you have to replace solar panels? Because I never thought no, you had to, but then someone, um, I guess I saw it on Twitter. It was like much more frequently than I thought. And I was like, oh shit, that's kind of a big expense. I'm wondering. Uh I don't like I think it's more like every like ten or twenty years, maybe. It's not often. Oh my god, did your um, power go out? Yes. But we're well, still actually recording. wait, no. Wait, that's like- Oh, I think just my my lamp behind me went out because like I have another lamp over here, my other lamp's on. Oh my god, weird. I mean okay, my computer's still second, charging. Second panels oh shit that's so weird Ooh. and electricity wait where does electricity come from like the sky or whatever right like when there's lightning um, yeah stuff? i think lightning strikes a big rod and they like capture it or something yeah so that's like god's electricity <laughs> yeah. so and electricity is a natural thing so maybe we like something no, i was something i think elon musk heard me talking shit about uh solar panels <laughs> and, uh, well i one. you don't have to replace that them so that weird, often though. so whatever so I have solar panels. Uh, the fridge, people think the fridge is more expensive than it is. Okay. So yes, it's more expensive than a fridge without a little knocky thing. I should explain it. So I've got this new fridge and one side of it, if you knock on the door, it lights up and then you can see inside and it kind of looks like uh, if you're at a convenience store and you can see, you know, the bottles of Pepsi and stuff behind the thing. And I was like, I have to have this. That was the novelty that I wanted, but it, 
does not have, there's no like ice maker in there or like a tap or anything. Those are the ones that are really expensive because you've actually got to get them installed like with plumbing and they make ice and stuff. So mine doesn't have mm-hmm. any of that. The only novelty it has is knocking on the door and making it light up. Yes, it's a novelty. Yes, I wanted it. Like when I went in fridge shopping and I saw that, I'm like, this, like, this is the fridge for me. Like, I have to have this fridge. And my mum was like, get a cheaper fridge. I'm like, it's not even that expensive. Like, I'm getting this fucking fridge. So, very excited about the fridge. Uh, I think You just electric- need to see, like, how many sugar-free Red Bulls and, like, Slim Jims you have in your refrigerator without opening it up. Well, I only drink water and ice lattes, so... I just want to put, like, coffee or something in there. I mean, I think in the fridge it has a thing for wine bottles too, which I don't drink wine, but I'll find a bottle of something to put in there just so it looks pretty. And the fridge is so organized, like, the way the shelves are, and it has, like, names on it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be, like, such, like, a nice, like, organized fridge. Like, I can't wait, and I can walk past it and be like, knock, knock, and then it'll light up and... It's just, it's going to fix the the problems in my life and <laughs> fill that void. <laughs> As a fellow Virgo, I, I'm I'm happy for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, not everything's perfect. There's a, I think there's an issue with the floor or something. I need to, like, email them. I'm like, honestly, it never ends. I can't. And now I hate my bedroom, whatever. Um, so, you were at the, um, the Girls Trip launch party, season two. Of course um, I was. Why wouldn't I yeah. be there? <laughs> You're a bit underdressed. You're wearing like shorts. Oh god, and- <laughs> it was actually so embarrassing. Well, you know, it, it started at 7 p.m. It's like kind of broad daylight in New York City at 7 p.m. So I was like, whatever. I'm just gonna like wear, you know, or like a button down like J.W. Anderson Uniqlo collab. Um, and then I wore like a flannel on top of that, and then I wore like cut off jean shorts and like these new expensive sandals I got. And I was like, you know what? I'm good. But I showed up and it literally, it was like someone's wedding, but not even just like a wedding that I would go to, like a wedding that like I would never even get invited to. Cause it was like, uh, you know, it was a media event. I haven't been to like a lot of these, but you know, everyone was like there for their job. Basically they're either working at like Bravo or E or like some magazines or some shit. And I just happened to be invited by my friend as a plus one, um, Nomi Fry. She's a writer for the New Yorker. And she got COVID, so she couldn't go. So I just I went alone. I was like, shit, I really needed a friend at this event. But um, uh, yeah. Do you have any like? <laughs> do you have any questions? Okay. About well, it? I got parts of that because my internet just like basically died. But basically, what I got from you is you were completely underdressed. Your friend bailed, and it was really awkward. Um, <laughs> is that the gist of it? Yeah, it's also nice for to be on the other end of your internet. Uh, shitting the bed when normally it's mine and um what a knock on wood but uh i can't even i was like the solar panels can't conduct wi-fi or the fridge (laughs) well that's i'm not in the solar panel house yet Uh, is your fridge connected to wi-fi it's like "Mm, it can can connect to wi-fi yes those events (laughs) so that event (laughs) 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 that event that you went to though it's those are filled with the biggest I can like the biggest losers like I can imagine in like the US as well because you would get a bunch of like like radar online kind of journalists and you would get all the like you would get all the stupid podcasters like I bet all those Bravo podcasters that I shit on all the time were like all there and they just think that it's like the greatest thing on earth like they think they're so special because they were chosen. Yes, of course. Like whoever you're thinking, um, whoever pops in your head, they were there. Well, I mean, it was like a handful, like five that I could recognize. And I was like, oh, God, I don't want to even be around yeah. you because they're wearing these like clothes that are insane, like matching like 
short sleeve shirts and like pants are in the same disgusting print. I'm like, I don't even know where to buy that. I'll have statement blazers. Um, and there was a sort of like VIP. Oh, my lights came back on. <laughs> okay. So Elon doesn't like when I talk shit about electricity, but does like when I'm being homophobic. Okay. I'm going to keep that period. Anyway, so there, there wasn't like a, a definitive VIP area, but towards the end of the party, there was a, a big kind of square where all the um, cast members were seated around and like the faggots were swarming them. Oh. And I didn't even want to even get that close because I, I act like I was at like a zoo and I'm just like watching the attractions, wanted to be a fly on the wall. Um, what do I you want to feel like you're anyone? above those people? Because I am. Also, but I, I did talk to one housewife for one second, and it was Tamara, because we were um, DMing, and I suddenly, like, like I think I had my phone in my hand as we were messaging each other, and she happened to walk by me with, like, one of her handlers, and I was like, Tamara, Jock says hi, and she's like, thanks, Bella, God, great. She, like, didn't give a shit, but I was like, <laughs> I'm surprised I delivered such a quick, succinct sentence. Um, cause it was an open bar and I was like, I'm getting fucking blasted tonight. I don't, I'm going to see what happens. Um, who looked the prettiest there? Who looked the besides prettiest like Phaedra there? and Eva? Cause obviously Phaedra and Eva look stunning, which is the prettiest white lady. Actually, Eva was not there. She was the only one that was not there. Phaedra looks amazing. Um, Tamara looked great. I mean, she has these like kind of hockey puck titties that are always kind of shifting around and she moves around a lot. Um, Brandy looked better in person because she just looks hungover and sad in all the episodes, which I'm sure mm. we'll get into. Yes. Um, Vicky looked crazy. So, like, Vicky and Taylor both look kind of, like, botched victims oh. of... Um, but I was, like, um, by myself, this kind of stand-up table having a drink, and these two women were like, oh, my God, Taylor and Vicky look amazing. And they they looked over to me like, don't you think they both look amazing? I was like, literally, no. Like, they they're like... Inflate seeing this in person, like they're really held together like popsicle sticks and, and glue. Like it's it's really weird. They all have cleavage, and I'm just like staring at them like I'm a total sex pervert. I'm just uh kind of stunned. Um because you know, I mean they're of a certain age, they're I get why they're they're dressing up for an event, you know, but like I would never go to an event like this, except that I did. But anyways. well, the thing about these Bravo bloggers is that because Bravo's their whole life and they've never been around anyone in the public eye before. So once they get in there and they're like, everything they say is going to be like really positive. Like, isn't this amazing? Doesn't she look amazing? Wasn't she like the best? And they're going to be talking about it for a year. Um, right. They can't look yeah. at it objectively. You know, no, like of course can. not. It's um, really sad because like some of them are like older than me and I'm like, oh God, like you don't watch this for the same reason I do. I don't think. <laughs> 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 um, like I already knew that. Like, I mean, I see who you go to. I see who you go to uh, bat with on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, these people are truly lost souls. I know the worst like, opinions. You know, the- not to be too reductive or like zoom out too much, but like, the the original reason why we all started watching these series was to watch like really retarded white women who were like living behind um, gates, like gated communities that like no one had access to because social media didn't exist. People weren't sharing their lives, so we were like, what's going on back there? You know, and it's evolved a lot, but like. Now they're like, oh, we need to be like their best friends, and like they're just like us. I'm like, they're what? Do you want them to be like? What's what's going on? They don't know what they want. They're poor lost souls. They need Jesus. Can I just say before we get into season two of like Ultimate Girls Trip, season one was better. 
Am I the only one that thinks that? Season one was way better to me because, okay, season two is sort of like a clips show with screaming. And I feel, I mean, I like season two, by the way. I'm actually, I'm not shitting on season two, but I just think the season one was, I think the fun moments and the connections and stuff that they had, like it felt like more of a girl's trip, but it felt more positive in like an interesting way. There was a lot more fourth wall breaking. Like I remember in season one, they were talking about how much money they're making on like Cameo and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I also felt- Cynthia and Kenya's friendship falling to pieces. There were stakes in that relationship. So that was kind of interesting to see. Like it was a bit of a left turn. And then even the feuds like Ramona versus Kenya and stuff was more unexpected things. Whereas I feel like there's not as many stakes with the fight so far in season two. And yeah, it's just a lot of like sloppy drunkenness. Okay. Yes. I have a lot to say about all this. Um, I think season one of Ultimate Girls Trip did seem more fun. They were in a more fun location. I've been to the Berkshires. It is isolating for a reason because, like, people that live in New York that have money want to just, like, be alone and left alone and not have anyone around them because we're just on top of each other. We hate everyone. Whatever. Um, I think that Vicky's vibe is kind of fucking up everything because she seems to be, like, besides Dorinda, she's, like, the OG of the OGs. Um, and people are kind of like leaning on her to kind of guide this. And she hates every moment of it. So that's weird. Um, going back to season one, I thought it was like, I liked watching it, but I don't remember a lot of things other than Ramona, like calling Kenya Porsche like five times and being like, Oh, it's funny. it sucks. But I'm like, it's funny. You know, it's TV. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's actually real life and the, the breaking the fourth wall, you know, I don't know. I'm not too impressed with like being like meta. I think it's, I don't even know how it's possible to be meta in this day and age. Cause we all just like live in a hall of mirrors and like, we're all just shriveling up and dying slowly with too much exposure to ourselves and others. Anyways, um, the first three episodes aired very into the first episode by the end of the third, I was like, Oh my God, like, can this, I'm like, I want to, I don't want to even be watching this anymore. It's too much. That's too exactly how I felt. Um, I hope it changes a little bit, and I think it might. It, honestly, all to me depends on Vicky Gumbleson like getting some wind in her sails and and whooping it up. I literally agree with every single thing you said about that. Um, Thank God. Like <laughs> we're on the same page. Yeah, <laughs> I want to fight well, tonight, Jacques. Uh, well, the thing with um, I remember you're scared of me. You told Kara that you thought I'd punch you <laughs> if we did. No, I think that I thought if, if, if you got drunk and then you would fight me physically. I'm not. I'm literally like the nicest drunk. Like <laughs> I love the other I, night. The other night you were like on Instagram. You're like an Azealia Banks like black like <laughs> black screen like dot 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 dot. So like, oh my god, like my dog is loose, I can't find him. I'm <laughs> I don't wrong. think I said that. I don't know, you were like sloppy, and I was like, this is cool, you should do this five nights a week like I do, and <laughs> see how your podcast I goes. deleted that, and then I didn't use Instagram for like two days, and um, <laughs> it was really funny, because when I was drunk, I was at my friend's birthday, guys, if you don't know, um, when I went to my, my friend's birthday, and I, I drank so, like I literally had alcohol poisoning the next day, it was actually horrific, like I thought I needed to go to hospital, but there was no one to take me, uh, <laughs> but- 
everyone, when I saw my friend, like, a few days later, she's like, oh, my God, all my friends liked you. They said you were, like, so fun and, like, life of the party and stuff. I'm like, that is so funny because in real life I'm actually, like, really uptight and not like that at all. But it's just if I drink, which I never drink, but when I drink I'm actually, like, a nice, fun person. <laughs> Otherwise I'm, like, really uptight and rude. But, yeah, no no more drinking for me. Um, but I wouldn't hit you if I was drunk. I would hit you if I was sober. Uh, True. I, would now, just, what- I was being... Uh- uh, cheeky. Do you say cheeky in Australia? Is the British thing? No, you always, you're always like cheeky, cheeky, and I'm like, no one says that. I don't always uh, say that. <laughs> how? Yes, you do. Um, how unlikable is Dorinda? I was actually on the anti-Dorinda bandwagon before a lot of people. She, I hate watching her. I cannot stand her. Like when she's sober, she's just this annoying, like dotty old grandma that's like pottering around. I'm like, I do not want, I don't want to hear you speak. I hate the way she talks. And then when she's drunk, she's just like so mean and gross and like vile. Like I, she's one of my most disliked housewives. And then the fact that she's like kind of running this season, like it's sort of, she's like narrating the season kind of, and then it's like her house and they even, I think they opened right. it. Her. It's a little unf- that's a huge, a huge difference from season one that we have to really carefully consider. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know why I always give Dorinda so many ch- like infinite chances. I think it's because if a woman of a certain age can pull off a short haircut and look kind of chic, I just, like, I love that. Because, you know, they did a flashback when, like, Jill Zarin was like, actually, I introduced Dorinda to the show. And, like, it, she had this, like, kind of, like, tousled, like, short hair. I was like, she looked cool, you know? Um, looked. She's kind of these, like, these, like, rich women that's like, you know what, gay people, maybe they're not so bad on, like, the Upper East Side. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, we love that. Um, but... No, it's true. Like she's lording over the literal manner, um, and she's she turns. You know, she turns, and it's very ugly. I think Brandy turns too. Yes, and there's a lot of turning, and like it's very difficult to watch, especially Dorinda because like she seems like also kind of delusional that she, you know, she was like, oh no, I didn't get fired. Like I was on pause. Meanwhile, like you're on a show called X Wives Club. Like X. <laughs> like you're not. A part of the franchise well, anymore. Can you imagine it? That would have been the first time it clicked for her because then they would have gone, oh, we're all ex-housewives. And she would have been like, wait, what? <laughs> but in, in that moment, they couldn't tell her that because they just arrived at her house where they're all staying for like 10 days. So, like, you don't want to rock the boat like that, you know? So, a lot of the women are in a, a sort of impossible situation with Dorinda because it's like, how do you... I mean, like, her house is big, but like... You know, there's not like my lights went out again. There's not like, you know, an extra, there's not like a guest house. There's no extra wing. It's like all the space is accounted for. So there's no running. Tamara right. told me that when Tamara came back and I talked to her right after she got back from filming, you know, she's like, oh, it was, you know, full on, like, get me. I want to get the fuck out of there. It was like a mental asylum. But she said straight off the bat, like, it felt unfair because. Dorinda had like an upper hand just with it being her house and her sort of running it. So she kind of was on like a bit of a, like a level higher than everyone else. And I think it created a weird power dynamic with, um, you saying Dorinda and Brandy going to the dark side. Yeah. And I want to get into that. My, the difference between them, I think, is that when Brandy's sober, she's so sweet and she's really quite perceptive and so likable. Agreed. Uh, and Dorinda, I don't. I think Dor- I think Dorinda's just a cunt twenty four seven. I don't just know. I kind of like Dorinda. Ugh, yuck. Um, well, you know just, why I like no. her is because she has this lifestyle that like 
is enviable where she was like a waitress at i've been to the red lion inn in the berkshires where she used to she's work. a social climber she was well you know she married climber. a really rich guy and you know he died like that's an, that's like the dream well, you know there's really. tea about that you know there's tea about <laughs> what's that. what's the tea someone's Doc Peterson? well s- someone's patreon if you guys listen to this person's patreon you'll know who's who's it is I they mean, were like yeah, of course they would it. but who they were they <laughs> they'll know who i'm talking about it's a similar audience to mine um th- this person was like hey have a little more of a look into his death like i think there was more there and i think he like, I think he, like, drank himself to death or there was drugs involved or there was some oh kind God. of, like, weird Like an owl attacked his head and he fell down the stairs. <laughs> there, was, <laughs> there was some kind of weird, like, addiction. Like, Dorinda's clear. I don't know. She's just, but, um, I, by the way, I take back calling her the C. I don't think men should call women the C word. It just came out. But, um. Thank even you. If she, she was acting like, she was acting like one, but she wasn't one. But she displayed cuntish behavior. Uh, Brandy is, I feel so, it makes me sad watching Brandy because I'm a huge Brandy. Like, I love Brandy and I've defended her a lot. And to see the difference between when she's sober and when she's drinking, it's so dark because watching this was the first time I really went, you're actually an alcoholic. You literally need AA. Like, you shouldn't be drinking. Um this is like causing huge issues in your life. You haven't like Taylor was right. At one point Taylor goes, you haven't, I was hoping you would changed in 10 years since we filmed the housewives of Beverly Hills and you haven't. Yeah. Um, and yep. it, I was just, yeah, you know, cause I was always a fan of her on Beverly Hills and I always made excuses for her and I thought, Oh, who cares? Okay. She's a sloppy drunk, whatever. They're filming a TV show. Um, these other women uh, trying to get a rise out of her. She's stressed. So she has to drink, but, Seeing this, I mean, she reached for the wine straight away and the change in the personality was so extreme. And I just, like, I just want better for her. And she came, she looked so unattractive when she was drunk too, just the slurry face and the, like, becoming disheveled and so, and just vulgar as well. I, yeah, I found that hard to watch. It's hard to watch because there's, like, so many big personalities sitting on a huge table and, like, Brandy finds a way when she's drunk to literally suck the air out of every conversation, like, recenter on her to the point where, like, people will be talking about something else and she'll just, like, reignite, like, with her and Taylor. Like, they had this private conversation that actually didn't go very well and she was not drunk quote-unquote and then like she brought it up again in front of everyone and taylor's just kind of like why are we relitigating this now in front of everyone this is you're making it worse and it already was worse than it was before we even saw each other 10 years ago so like she just digs and digs and digs herself deeper and deeper into the depths of hell and it's hard to watch and and like that's i think the main reason why the first three episodes for me i was like waiting for it to be over because it was like the same cycle it's like white wine at like 11 a.m and then like um maybe i'll take a nap maybe not and she's like hangs out with other people and she's i mean i get it like she's probably very nervous and sometimes my go-to you know mechanism is like if there's wine around like sure i'll have a glass but like i don't like turn the way brandy does brandy like really gets um she does seem kind of like a wounded little girl that's like very insecure and like instead of just like trying to have fun with women i mean also it's probably really hard to have fun in this group in this um very pressurized situation but she like literally just interrupts people and like makes every conversation about 
whatever drama she has, which is with every woman, basically. And I'm out of I mean, I'm out of steam. I've talked so much about this. It's, now. <laughs> it's kind of a no, no. It's kind of amazing though that she's like with like we're talking about how there's an outsized influence of Dorinda, but even with that in there, Brandy is still being able to make every episode about herself, which is kind of incredible. Uh, watching this, I was like, she will absolutely never be back on the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I knew that she no. wouldn't when she came when she came back for the Denise season, and they had that one party, and she was so drunk she was falling over on the stage with her ass out in like a G string, and it was like a classy event. And it was like, if you can't, you've come in for one night of filming, and if you can't. Con- control your drinking for this just to come in here like to the point you're like falling over and you're like pushing 50 like this is not the direction that beverly hills is in anymore it's like a lot more glamorous lights are back on turn back on (laughs) um and yeah watching she is good on girls trip though like she is like she's bringing the drama and when she's sober she's so likable and her she has kind of some of the best confessionals out of everyone there i think i find because she's sober when she's recording them i do agree with that and I think that, like, even if she wasn't a total train wreck, I do think that, like, judging by, like, the nature of these women that we know from years, like, they're going to hate the youngest one that's the tallest and, like, prettiest. Yeah, you know what I mean? They are. I just, I what I Not want to be for a bit, Brandy. I just think that's true. What I want for Brandy is, please get, like, imagine how good it would actually be watching her come back on Beverly Hills if she was like, I actually go to AA now and I'm sober. I mean, I know we've seen sober storylines before and they're not always great, but Brandy can still bring it if she's sober. Like, she would still be great. Like, I would like to see her in in the growth. Yeah. And Brandy going to AA and that would, like, I could watch that, but she'll, yeah, she's never going to be back on after that. It was horrible. Dorinda, um, I think Dorinda's (laughs) only hope Speaking of AA, holy shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, fuck. (laughs) Dorinda needs more than AA, which NA as well. Um, you think she's she a needs, cokehead too? Yes, she's a cokehead. She's an alcoholic, and she's a what's the narcissism pers- narcissistic person? She needs it all. She needs. A, there's not enough doctors in the world to help Dorinda Medley. Uh, uh, I don't think she'll ever be back on Housewives unless they do Legacy, which I don't even know if it's going to happen. Um, they're not filming anything. There's all these rumors constantly about Legacy. Right. I'm very they're, they're curious doing, like, about that, but. I mean, they, you would they're know worried about the new one. Would, yeah. yeah. I've got the inside scoop. Um, you got the tea. And yes. And uh, yeah, nothing's going on with it. Um, how good is Taylor on Girls Trip? I didn't oh expect my God, that. Doc. <laughs> Brings tears to my eyes. Her and Eva's conversation on the steps very far from the house. They just like sat down. What a cute pair of people too <laughs> like that was the best part that was the, that's um, the best part of the three episodes was taylor and eva sitting down and bonding over domestic violence absolutely and like but we had more of that on season one i mean those real bonding moments i think between the women which we haven't got that on this one minus can, that scene can you remind me on season one like who bonded because i truly just like don't remember i can't remember either but okay. there was a lot of well, girl you're a much more sober person than i am and um there was a lot of like brain. bonding girl moments and and like real conversations and stuff yeah 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 but that was amazing with eva and i mean there, Taylor, there I could mean. be more i mean i heard a, I mean, correct me if i'm wrong i heard a rumor that like there was so many um explosive arguments or nights that they extended the season from eight episodes to 10 episodes um they may have i don't know but i know they've edited stuff down because i had heard 
not just from Tamara, but a lot of other Bravo sources that, you know, Dorinda was a complete nightmare in there. And even though she she's coming off bad to me, but I'm like, she's not coming off as nearly as bad as I expected. And Tamara said that, like, the vaccination fight they had, for example, in I think episode two, Vicky and Dorinda have a fight about, which is Dorinda really starts the fight. Like, Vicky's being quite neutral and Dorinda just viciously attacks her. Um, apparently that was, like, 20 times worse and they like significantly edited that that was my um my perception of that was like this was so heavily edited because like they made it seem like vicky kind of like backed down very quickly i'm like no way in hell would vicky gumbel may have because you know i do you i think that okay as saying as someone that went through the main part of the pandemic not vaxxed you you and it was so tense during those times, like you cop it so much that sometimes you do just roll over and you're like, yep, whatever. Like, cause you just can't, you don't, you've only got enough mental energy to push back against people. So, and she was already emotionally drained from Steve. I wonder if she just felt like, and she knew that it was politically charged. Maybe she didn't want it on the show as much. So she just was like, if I had one wish for this season, I just wish that Steve dumped Vicky after she got back from Dorinda's. It would be so much different. Because, like, she's faking all these, um, like, this has happened on other seasons of, like, Orange County where Vicky's, like, kind of clearly having, like, a panic attack because she's overwhelmed, but doesn't even, like, know what a panic attack is, I don't think. I'm sure she, like, takes Xanax to, like, calm down. But, like, she's, like, laying in bed and she's, like... She's like, my breath is shallow. I think I'm going to have a sinus infection. I'm really hot. I'm really cold. I don't know where I am. Like, what's going on? I'm like, bitch, you're freaking out. Like, this happens to me like, I didn't even very think of often. that. Oh, my God. That's that's so obvious. I can't believe that I didn't even think of that. Yeah, clearly and she's they, having like, They take her to urgent care. She gets, like, a, a they give her, like, Benadryl or something. Like, go home. Like, or they give her a steroid shot. Like, I'm, I think she was kind of sick, but it wasn't, like, you know, I, I think that she was just having a bit of a psychotic episode not that dramatic. Like she was just panicking. And, um, uh, you know, I mean, the Berkshires are, I mean, even, even when I go away with like friends for like two days, I, you know, I love the people I go away with. I like just, am kind of a person that like needs my own personal space, my own thing. And she's like, okay, my life is crumbling. I have to figure out like the house in Mexico and then like her business, which she can never leave. And she's in the middle of literally, it is kind of, it feels like the middle of nowhere. Like, Truly, it does. Yep. And she's like, "What do I get? Myself? There's cameras everywhere, and like, produced. I, I'm sure you'd like, you know, melt down." And um, she did, but was like, "I think it's COVID from a month ago." <laughs> it's it's interesting seeing Tamara because Tamara is clearly in two minds. Of unlike one, she's like, "Well, I'm supposed to be Vicky's friend. I'm going to look after Vicky." But then she's like, "I want to be like my own person on this and like mingle with everyone." And she's kind of like stuck in a weird God, spot. Tamara, like her personality does change when Vicky's not around. Also, Vicky and Tamara's like did this like banter that makes me really cringe when they're like the two of them. I watched like an E News interview with uh, the two of them, and I also just like watch them together on the show, and they're kind of like trying to be like chummy best friends, and they're like, and they're like just kind of like talking around each other while they're always like doing things like digging through their bags and stuff, and they're kind of like, I'm like, what are you even talking about? And it's very uncomfortable. Like, oh, we're best friends, you know? And like, but like, they hate each other, but they love each other. I mean, I get that dynamic, but I, think I just it's think it's, it plays out weird on the show as a viewer. Tamara is a good, I think that Tamara and Brandy are the two best narrators because I kind of think they're the smartest. So I think that their confessionals are the most clear in what's going on and how to analyze situations. Um, 
one, okay, I want to talk about Eva just really quickly. I just want to say that I thought Eva was one of the worst housewives ever in the history of the Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I just thought she was the hugest flop on that show. But, like, she's really good on this show and she's beautiful too. I mean, I didn't miss her when she left Atlanta, but she did have this, like, moment on, like, a bus with Kenya and, like, oh, no, not Kenya, sorry, Marlo. Marlo. Um, I was like, okay, well, she's earning her keep. Um, and also, like, anyone who's on America's Next Top Model, like, I'll go to bat for. She's very pretty. Her yeah. eye color, I just, I, like, look at her eyes, and I'm like, whoa, you were, like, a really stunning person. So, like... And she'll have, like, no makeup kind of on, and her, yeah. her natural hair, it's so beautiful. Like, she just is really glowing. But one thing about her, though, is I think that... Like, you see her walk around the uh, the the Berkshires and, like, a couple of times she'll arc up, like, honey, like, I'm not the one, like, trust me, and they'll all kind of get, like, scared and cower down. But she actually tried to do that attitude on Atlanta, and when she did that, like, Kenya and the others just, like, ate her the fuck up. Like, they just ate her for breakfast, and she always looked like such a cornball, I think, on Atlanta. She was not strong enough to go against some of those big characters and Nini and stuff on Atlanta. But then suddenly in the Berkshires, she's actually like, she's sort of one of the strongest ones. And I think the girls are like a little scared of getting in a fight with her. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, it's a bunch of white women that like, don't want to be penned as racist. Like, yeah, especially when this was filmed too. I'm not saying they're all, yeah, I'm not saying they're all like tiptoeing around, but like, I think they know they are, but I do want to circle back and say like Taylor's, relationship with eva seems very genuine and very it's, cool it's great and i love seeing that taylor's grown as a person like that's why it was so sad too when she said to brandy like i was hoping you would have shown some growth and i knew taylor had grown mm-hmm. because i've listened to her do a few podcast interviews and she sounds really clear and um she does all this domestic violence kind of uh she goes to schools talking about domestic violence and stuff like that and she's clearly kind of moved on with her life in a positive way and it's like you want that for brandy and you know the, it's it's yep. the battle that of the part booze. of her and eva's conversation when she was talking about her ex-husband russell who committed suicide which honestly i'm kind of glad he did like oh me too <laughs> like, i just feel like the daughter the five-year-old didn't even like him he was i i really think that if he stayed alive he would have killed Taylor. And that's why. Yeah. That's why I said that. You know, don't try to sound bite this. But what I was going to say fine. is like, you know, Taylor was like talking to Eva how, you know, she's this new man in her life, but, you know, she'll be sitting at her like vanity doing her makeup and like her new um husband or boy. Are they married? Her new. Uh, I think they're married. Okay. So her new husband like come around the corner and just kind of instinctively she'll like flinch and kind of like cover her face because she thinks she's going to get hit. And like that breaks my fucking heart. And. I'm just, you know, glad Taylor isn't around. Lights are off again. What happens <laughs> yeah. when I call out domestic abuse? <laughs> they try to silence you. It's so, this, like, doesn't happen. <laughs> I know. I kind of love it, though. The light bulb's it's a few energy. years old, but it's an LED, so, you know, I don't know. Mm. Like, well, you yeah. got to get those solar panels, hun. I got to get a solar um, panel. I got to start playing <laughs> hats with solar panels and then, like, charge my phone or something. The, I And I also just want to talk about Phaedra really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so because I have some thoughts on Phaedra. So I want to say Phaedra comes off great on this. She's hilarious. Every shot of her is a reaction shot, and she has these great confessionals and stuff. And now people are saying on social media, we want Phaedra back. I'm like, no, because Phaedra works good on this, but it's like it's all shtick. Like there's nothing else there. Like it's all one-liners and facial reactions. And like, I feel like it works on this spin-off, but – 
<clears throat> if she's not full-time right. housewife material because she doesn't give you anything about her real life. It's all just like reaction shots. So I'm like, okay, maybe a good friend of or a guest, but this isn't someone who's going to let you into their life and see what's really going on. And she rarely did on Atlanta. Even when she was going through the hardcore stuff with Apollo, she was still did that in a way where she was trying really hard to control a certain narrative around that. Yeah, they um, even, like, filtered them through, like, candy and top. Like, oh, we, like, kept, like, a dirt bike in our garage, and, like, that's how we found out. And then she, like, leveraged it to, like, make them the villain somehow or try to. Yeah. yeah Fader's never going to open up in a way that's appropriate for the housewives. Also, like, uh, you know, I'm a big candy fan. And, like, when you accuse candy of, like, drugging and raping someone, like, how can you ever... As, like, in a, in a professional situation, can you ever forgive someone to let them back into it? Like, probably no. not. Like, it seems very common. Oh, I'm glad you agree on that. I didn't even, I thought, I actually thought you were going to be one of the, we need Phaedra back because there's a big group of those people. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. And also, my whole thing with her, with what she did to Candy, with the rape rumors, You've also had now, it's been, what, five years since that happened. You've had all this time to be able to come through in an interview or a podcast or when you went on marriage boot camp or anything. You've had time to go, there was actually more to that story that you guys didn't know. And I actually said this and they took it out. Like, you've you've had all this time to clarify and address it and you never have. So, all I'm left with is the impression that I got last on season nine of Housewives of Atlanta, which was that you were behind the scenes scheming, making up lies that Candy was trying to rape somebody and um, and you got caught and you're just a foul person. And I remember that season, I think her actual storyline on camera was she was doing some kind of like fundraising for the Democratic Party, something like that. So I'm like, okay, so your storyline's charity and then you're making up rape rumors off camera like and trying to get Porsche to do it's just vile so I'm like no I never want you back on the housewives um but yeah hey, she's good if, on like, this show what if it did turn out to be true and this would be like worse than like Bill Cosby for me if Candy Burris was like a rapist well it's not no, true I know it's not true but well like, I don't this, know. I'm this is the here. thing this is why I've said because I'm the number one candy fan with you we're both the number one candy fan we're both but number one candy fans yeah we love candy the can we're in the candy coda click but <laughs> The thing is, the KKK. After, after, <laughs> um, after Phaedra came out with that rumor, you know, like a year later, Candy's homegirl Tiny and Ti got caught drugging and raping. Yeah, people. that kind of like. Mm, I mean, what happened so, with that? Because I've, I've seen that so kind of pop like, up, but like it's been like months and months since I've seen it. But I was like, I remember being like kind of interested. Yeah. Well, then I'm like, okay, that then that adds weight to what Phaedra was saying. So, I'm wondering, was okay, here are the options. Can- Candy was involved in this um, sex ring and she- <laughs> she's covering it up. Two, the rumours about uh, what it, T.I. and Tiny doing it have been going around Atlanta for a long time and Phaedra stretching the truth just dragged Candy into it because she sort of knows Tiny. Okay. Um and and that's where she got it from. It has to be that because I don't know how you could pluck something like that out of thin air. Right. I mean that. Yeah. That's kind of. I don't think she would do that. I think there was probably. I think she. You know. I don't think she fucked up and said something in a moment that was like terrible and like never took the steps to like take it back. Um, yeah. Really quick, kind of a, a bit of a side. Do you think that Diana Jenkin, uh, the, oh, the? No, I do not think she ran. I don't think she ran a sex. I don't think she ran a sex trafficking ring because I, okay. Some of the stuff when Mm. that 
came out, I looked into it. That all started from a blind item in Crazy Days and Nights, which actually does a lot of fake news. Also, there was another thing going around where um, the fucking retarded Bravo f- accounts, I hate them so much. They were posting, um, Robert Downey Jr. came out and um, spoke out against um, Diana Jenkins and said that Hayden Panettiere was being sex trafficked and stuff. And I'm like, Robert Downey Jr., what? And it turned out to be it was on like a forum or something, some random just wrote pretending to be Robert Downey Jr. And it was like a QAnon conspiracy thing. And then I think that it had been like fact-checked and it was even fact-checked and proved that it wasn't Robert Downey Jr. So I'm just like, these lies are coming from nowhere. They're like, maybe she was some kind of like an escort. I mean, a lot of rich, glamorous women from like Eastern Europe probably are. Uh, But I mean, there's there's a difference between kind of- be and even being an escort at that level is not you're not the two dollar hooker on the side of the street corner, um, you know, blowing 40 johns a day for five bucks so you can buy crystal meth. Lights are back you're, on, you're a glamorous a light bulb went off my is- head, and I think that she, uh, <laughs> when there's <laughs> smoke, there's that. fire. I, I'm, I'm keeping my eye on it. I'm not, I've not made a solidified opinion, but um, Diana, oh, well, I'm I really like her. I don't know. I don't have that much to say about Beverly Hills, although did you see that? Did you notice the last episode when they're on the yacht that when Erica got really drunk and- <laughs> I was di- just and- talking to herself drunk. Uh, yeah. And yeah, really depressed and horny. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, you can see she's really- she's. The poor thing. But um, when Crystal and Diana were, like, out swimming together and they were like, where's Crystal and Diana? And it panned for a second of them, like, way out in the ocean together. I'm like, they've clearly, like, swam way out there without their mic packs so they can, like, talk about the other women without the producers, like, getting them. Yeah, they're trying to swim back to, like, <laughs> Little St. James and, like, get their girl Get the fuck out of here. I'm also, um, like, I just want to say one thing about Erica talking to herself, quote-unquote. Like, you know, when you're drunk, like... She's not alone. There's, like, camera crews and, like, people. So, like, she's just kind of talking at, like, a, a blank wall. So, it's not like, you know, if she was completely alone, would she be behaving that way? Probably not. But- There was one where she was clearly talking to a producer, you could tell. Right. Um, yeah. Can we take, like, a one-minute break? I just have to yes. use the men's room. Yep. And I want another hard kombucha. Because it's 10 p.m. on Pride Night. Jock, I'm drinking. I can't okay. hear you. I took You're my gone. Okay. Go. <laughs> Do you have anything else to say about Beverly Hills? I mean- Beverly Hills, um- You can seek ourselves pure evil now, right? And that I was correct from the day one. Oh, no, totally. I kind of always- I wasn't so anti your thoughts about Garcelle. I just- I mean, you you posted- um, There was a <sighs> clip on Twitter, like a deleted scene, that is actually so telling- where the women are just kind of talking um, and like kind of having seemingly for the first time in like this entire trip, like just like a nice little conversation around the dinner table. And Garcelle just like screams at the top of her lungs. And everyone's like, and Dorit is like genuinely terrified because she's just been like held up at gunpoint and like the conch shell earlier scared her. And Garcelle's like, oh, sorry, I just needed like some. I just need to like clear the air. Like I feel like everything's so fake right now. Like wh- I mean, you're just saying this and you're saying this and no one's saying what they want to say. And they're like, we're just at dinner. Like, what are you doing? And I don't know why the editors would cut that out. 
I know. Um, it's like Meryl Streep in um in Big Little Lies too, when Meryl screams <laughs> at the table. <laughs> That's yeah, what she did. It was insane. It, it really is like that bad. And I'm like, I watched this and I was like, holy fucking shit! Like this woman is absolutely deranged. On top of that, another thing that you've shed light on that the editors also cut out. Well, allegedly, I don't know. If there's a there. I haven't seen video proof of this. There was video proof of this um, screaming at the table. But in in her confessional, she said that like when her son was in fifth grade she was like maybe i was a little too caught up in my new relationship and i was neglecting him and that's when he started doing drugs and i was like fifth grade i mean i started really early and i had some shit going on at home but like fifth grade is that's pretty fucking crazy not to and be a huge bitch, but like that's how unnatural is she around her own sisters? Her sisters, it's like they have the most estranged, bizarre relationship, and she wheels them out when she needs mm-hmm. them to film a scene. And like even that sister she brought to the, um, the crack den by the beach. Don't she crack den, was- jock. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let me retake that line. <laughs> Even that sister that she um, brought to the homeless shelter by the beach. Don't she call was it homeless her- shelter, Jacques. <laughs> she, was- <laughs> she was even shading her own sister in the confessional. I'm she like, was like, you don't have many family members like, left, bitch. Like, you're, I mean, also, she's the youngest one and most successful early, you know, publicly. And she's, I mean, Garcelle is gorgeous. Uh, so yeah, it's stunning. like, you know. They have all the reasons She's to just, ice her out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, I think it. You get the impression with the way that they, because they talk about how the the parents favorited Garcelle because she was the youngest and the prettiest, I guess. So, you know, there's there's obviously a lot going on in that family. Uh, and then how demented is it that Garcelle, one, first of all, gets her 31 year old son a job as a fucking busboy at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant? Like, please. Right. Okay. And- I, so I'm confused at like what child that was because like she has, is that the guy that has like two kids? I don't know if that's the drug addict kid or one of the, I don't know. Does Garcelle even know her kid, own kids' names? Um, but she got. It seems a little too old to start working at, like, Sir or, like, Vanderpump Dogs. I don't know where he works. It's it's Vanderpump Vegas. Oh, okay. There was probably rumblings of her trying to get a Vegas spinoff. Are there casinos in Australia? Um, yes. Okay. I don't go to them, though. I I Um, went to my first one a few weeks ago. We're not- It's on my pod, but, like, I don't like them. Yeah. Anyways. Well, you've got to have a lot of money anyway, um, to, to burn. Uh... And, okay, so there's that, getting her son a job at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant, which is so deranged, and then, like, inviting Denise to, like, parties. Like, you are so embarrassing. Like, this is- I've never seen someone, like, pander to the Twitter crowd as much as Garcelle is doing, and I just want you to make up with Denise. Like, dude, like, no one fucking cares. Like, why are you dragging this out? Oh, and then she was in a confessional saying that- because Lisa Rinna said she sent, like, an apology text to Denise, which Lisa Rinna is so smart, because Lisa Rinna, like, Lisa Rinna knows yeah. the game so well, she, she does yep, have pull some shit. Like, you cannot she, play Lisa Rinna ever. <laughs> yeah, Lisa Rinna's not the one. No. And, um, and so no Lisa Rinna did the text. And then Garcelle in a confessional- makes it sound like Denise hasn't got a text. Um, and then, you know, Lisa Ritter went and posted the receipts on She sure on did. I, I watched that as well. Uh, go go down in live, live time, yeah. Lisa Ritter is just so incredible. Uh, okay, I want to talk about the Southern Charm premiere, which is funny because I, 
I said like a thing on my pod last week. I'm like, you know what? I don't. I'm trying to get away from they're doing too much Bravo. I don't need to watch Southern Charm. And then everyone's messaging me, going, mm-hmm. "Oh my god, you've got to watch it." Uh, the last season that I saw. I think I fell off, like, I didn't see all of the Madison-Austin drama. I mean, I saw it through social media because it got so much press, but I think right. I did not did not watch maybe, like, the last two seasons, so I'm kind of coming in after a break. Uh, the premiere was really good, and I'm glad that I watched it now. Um, Me too. And I like- uh, I came to Southern Charm kind of late because I'm, like, kind of the same way that I didn't- Lights are off again. Yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't watch Summer House from the beginning either. I'm like, I don't care about these groups of uh, the worst people. Like, I, that would never even, like, yeah. hang out with. Um, I would hang But out. I started, well, I mean, I would hang out with Paige. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm kind of the page of the gay Patreon community, don't you think? <laughs> That's so pretty. No, um, you're the Hannah. Uh, oh, I know We I established am. that the first time no, you came right. on my pod, the tennis connection. I was hoping you'd forget. But no, I started watching Southern Charm. You're not the page. <clears throat> I'm Chelsea Mesner, the redneck one. Actually, I can't remember ago. anyone's names from either of these shows, oh. really, because they kind of all- Have you seen all the Southern Charm seasons, though? No, I think I started maybe season three- Oh, you miss some. You miss some good shit. Although maybe I've caught some episodes, but I will just say um, I'm glad I'm in it now. I, I kind of get the gist and um, pretty solid premiere. Also, I love seeing Paige on the show. She really um, g- makes it all worth it in a way because she's a very kind of special magnetic. I, I've said she's the Audrey Hepburn of our generation, jokingly, but. I mean, honestly, really, the, the, <laughs> I, I like the crossover because I actually think Summer House and Southern Charm really needs to lean into this crossover thing and just swap people between each of them. They should. Uh, um, and but no, Paige, like just uh, circling back really quick. She always says this on her podcast. And I think she said it at a reunion where she wait, do you to, listen like, to the podcast now once in a while? My friend, oh, Emily, we were driving, uh, we were driving out east, um, not to the Hamptons, but kind of near it because it's you know we can't afford the Hamptons. But she's like, I'm going to put on Giggly Squad, and I was like, Yes, please do. <laughs> and I loved it. And I listened to like um, the episode uh, Hannah's bachelorette party. It was great. But um, how was Hannah? Do you like her a bit more now? I hate her, but it's because I am her. Oh. I'm like, oh my god, you're just like rambling about dumb shit and you're not even making a point. And I'm like, that's actually what I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> um but oh, so Paige like always tells the story how she went to like 12 proms when she was in high school and one prom queen at a high school she didn't even go to. Oh my like that's Audrey god. Hepburn. I get, I've never seen an Audrey Hepburn movie. But I'm like that seems like pretty impressive well, to me. My take on Paige, which I've given many times, was that you know for a while I thought she was too good for Summer House, and I thought wh- why would you go down this trashy Bravo reality route? And now she's you know dating Craig and stuff. And I thought you could do better. You could be dating like this rich kind of like finance Wall Street guy and like be in the actual like real social. Like you could get right in there. And now I, I love Craig. Now th- yeah, I love him now too. And now that I have seen her vision come to life, of now she's sort of like kind of one of the the sort of 
one of the main girls in Bravo for sure. And she's got this huge podcast and she's got the relationship that she wanted. And she's on like three, fuck, she's on like Winterhouse, Southern Charm. And so, like, yeah, she, she's, she's doing the damn thing. Audrey Hepburn. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> you, you knew that you were too good for this, but you chose to be a big fish in a small pond and you're making it your own. And yeah. you're, you're on, what is it? Good day LA with her Amazon fashion pics. Oh, oh my I've other- gotten promoted ads on Instagram for that. I'm like, whoa, along with like Kyle Richards and someone else I can't remember. Oh, you know who's you know who's cleaning up on Amazon Live? Don't tell me uh, Teddy Madison. Oh, okay. Oh, no, Madison. But, oh, Teddy could. Yes, Madison has like I got a no. Someone sent me a screenshot. Wow. They went, "What's this?" And it was like Madison's picks for whatever. And then I went onto her thing, and she has. She has like ten Amazon shows or something. Like I think she's like no a professional way. Amazon I mean, Madison to me, it's like I feel like she's like every straight guy's dream. She has this, this look that I think is very, um, like men are horny for her because she's like kind of serious looking, but like also blonde <laughs> and kind of like I don't know. I won't get into details. Well, she's, um, she knows how to, and get, she seems she very intense. In and you know, her and uh, Austin's relationship. I mean, publicly, he's a dickhead, but, like, she sucks, too. No, he's amazing. I just love Austin. You love him. Oh, I want to lick Austin's armpits. I think he's so hot. Oh, I love him. Um, I was going to say that, like, I think Paige and um, Craig met at great time. Their timing is right, because I think if Paige met Craig, like, three years ago, she'd be like, this guy's a loser. Like, who, like, what straight guy would want to, like, make pillows? Like, uh, I'm a pillow queen, but, like, I don't like pillows. Like, that's a joke she'd probably make on Giggly Squad, but he, you know, he's got this 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 storefront, this new retail brick-and-mortar location. Shock. It's it's looking pretty good. Well, she sees what she can do with him. She's She sees what she can do with it. I don't, I think he's grown up a little, like, I think he's a hot mess, but he was a lot worse a few years ago. I think he's gotten it together a little bit. I think because she likes to wear the pants, she can kind of rule that. And I think she sees right. the- He needs kind of someone to wear the pants a little, he needs like a, another leg in a pair of pants. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't, he, he's he really a little does. baby. And they're doing their, they're both in fashion. You know, he's doing like homewares and pillows and she's doing Amazon influencing <laughs> and she has a vision of where she wants I it to go. I can't believe these are the people that we're talking about or are interested in. Like, I'm so deeply <laughs> into it. I never, you know, like 15 year old me be so embarrassed that I'm like, pod, this is what I podcast. Lights are back on. That's. <laughs> but don't you, don't you want to be them? Don't you want your own homewares store, your own like Amazon thing? I do. I just want, I some ended my Amazon fucking boycott. money. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know one. Okay, I want to talk about Catherine because okay, Catherine I think is one of the worst people to ever be on Bravo for many many reasons, and one of the main reasons is that not only is she just like a horrible person, right? She's just gross and she's just just she's sort of irredeemable, but she's not intelligent. She's not funny. She's not witty. She doesn't have good shade. She doesn't have good confessionals. She has nothing, like, she brings nothing except just a sort of boring toxicity. And I think she is, not just as a reality star, I kind of think she's irredeemable as a human. Like, I think there's certain people that are just write-offs in life, and it's like, you're too dumb, you're too toxic, it's- it's going nowhere for you. Run as far as you can, everybody, if you have a Catherine in your life. The the best you could hope for Catherine is that maybe she becomes kind of like a born-again Christian and it makes her do, like, charity work or something and she kind of gets into that. 
that's the only thing, that's the only path I could see for her. Otherwise, she's just going to be this toxic, gross reality person forever. Okay, but she's the Brandy Glanville of Southern Charm. She was much younger and, like, I think, you know, she had red hair, so she was, like, different. Yeah. And no, she was Brit- fucking, Brandy- like, the town mayor over Thomas Ravenel. Yeah. Brandy's fu- Brandy's funny though. Like Catherine's never been funny. She's she doesn't have like good shade. Like she's never been funny, but there. she was. She's interesting because she's like the town whore, basically. That's how that's what everyone thinks of her as, and everyone else in the show is kind of this like prim and proper kind of like like old money kind of, yeah. or not even like old money. I well, mean, they edit them like that. They're not really. I was joking no, about that on my Instagram. Only last one time. of them is, and it's the Pamela or whatever, or the Butler. The oh, weird Patricia. older guy, Patricia. Yeah. Well, um, Thomas was sort of, but you know the. I don't know if you know the history, but the theory mm. was that um, that Catherine went after Thomas once she knew they were filming a show, and she got pregnant to like get involved in the show. Well, that she got the- pregnant twice, and also there's a really yeah. weird thing, and fill me in on the blanks. But like her new boyfriend, who she got with in the midst of like the whole BLM summer is a black man whose last name is Ravenaugh. And then like some people were doing some research online and they're like, Oh, like Thomas Ravenaugh, her ex boyfriend, she has two kids with. They're like, well, his family owns slaves. Like, is she dating? Like, <laughs> have you that's heard this? That's tough. <laughs> I don't think I've heard that. That's a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm not got pulling into this racism. out of nowhere, but it, yeah, no, I know. She also got into a racism controversy before she dated this guy. Exactly. So she's. Um, it seemed like she. I mean, I don't love Catherine. I think that she is, for whatever reason, um, kind of this glue that holds everyone together. Though no one really. No, 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 no. Likes Girl, her. She was that. Okay. She. No one likes her. Also, she doesn't. I was thinking she doesn't even have friends in the Bravo universe because all of these people, the Summer House and the Southern Charm and even the Vanderpump Rules to an extent are sort of part of this, even though they're not like young, they're all sort of in their third, late thirties and stuff, but they're part of this like cool, like the Bravo cool kind of kids club. And like, she's not in that. Like you never see her out with like Hannah Burner and, and no, she's and not at like, all, but also she's not like with them to, to sort of rewind for a second, like that last season before this one, like, her great grandparents had like um the statues that people were like literally pulling down in North Carolina like oh, like the confederate statue yeah like a huge one that was like literally like 80 feet tall you know and had like a helicopter have to like take it down or some shit like there's a lot of weird dark shit happening and this boyfriend I mean, guys, sound off in the comments. I don't know if there will be comments on Spotify and iTunes, but I heard a thing from a person that was like and he has the same last name and i was like oh this is weird it's, it's very weird it could it very look it very well could be but i stranger things to have point happened when you, they certainly have she's not the glue of the show and the thing one of the problems with southern charm was that and she her story was definitely very interesting at the beginning it's like a 21 year old gets pregnant to this 50 year old libertarian politician that just got out of jail and they're trying to make this family work that was like fascinating uh i don't know if you ever saw the season where he was trying to run for like re-election and he had to do make like a campaign ad and whitney shot it it was like this hip-hop thing and it had these girls in there and then Catherine was like how did you have girls in your campaign video like she was it was so funny um, i just restate something i don't think she's actually the glue of the show i think the editors make her seem like she's the queen bee of the show and therefore tying everything together oh. 
Well, she kind of was for a long time, but what I loved about this premiere, and I think I think Madison is really from even though I didn't watch sort of the last two seasons, all I've heard for the last two years was Madison, Madison, Madison. And I think that they finally kind of vanquished Catherine as the center figure of the show. And now you could easily get rid of Catherine and you would still have a like a, a hot show because the it, what's been more interesting as well with Southern Charm is the male drama. The male drama. Always- that's what I was going to say too. Is like, yeah. I mean, it's weird. The, the first episode, first of all, it centers around Catherine's thirtieth birthday party. It's this huge, like, flapper themed whatever. Oh God, I'm not even going to get into it. But like, again, they're still centering her in the whole narrative of she's connecting everyone. But like, you know, Austin, Craig, and Shep. Um, their drama, which we don't really see on bra, I mean, it is on Summer House a little bit, um, but typically aren't men on these shows. So watching them kind of like actually even speak to each other and like try to get to the bottom of their issues, which a lot of men don't do, uh, is fascinating. But it has to be in the context of like a larger context of like women. Otherwise, I would never watch it if it was just all men, you know? I'd, I'd be like, this is embarrassing well even in the you didn't watch the first few seasons but the first couple seasons was really like yeah they had the Catherine thomas stuff but besides that it was a lot of like craig and shep's drama and Mm -hmm. and thomas was like a lightning rod i mean thomas was just beyond with he was he had drama with everyone he was like reality tv gold i mean it's a shame that he had to become a rapist or whatever happened with him handsome man yeah i know it sucks he was he was really great tv but um I was thinking, yeah, you could easily have a show without Catherine. And then when she started that, like, fake drama with Naomi at her birthday at the end oh of my the God. episode. The greeting was so wasn't embarrassing. good enough. It was, like, insane. It was, like, and it was a combination, I think, of she's been on TV for so long and she knows that, you know, how to make it happen. The producer probably said, you know, Catherine, you know, get get something off this episode we're using this for the premiere so get it started so it's probably a combination of that but she's such a gross toxic person anyway that she clearly just creates issues all the time like she got annoyed at the at the boyfriend at one point because i think he said hello to naomi or he said hello to someone she didn't like so then she was right pissed off at and him and it seems like they're gonna have a falling out this season um also i don't think that she, i mean the party had just started and she seemed relatively sober when it started and like when Nomi or is it Naomi whatever who cares when she came up to her just like hey you know there's very cordial kind of pass and like I'm sure she would have come back up to Catherine and like you know hey what's up you know um it seemed like Catherine like was very out of sorts in a way that didn't just seem like she was drunk it, it there was like something behind her eyes well, where I was like history. Well, there was uh, one season I remember. I think this was the last season I watched. She disappeared. Like, she wasn't showing up to filming. And they were like, where are you, Catherine? They kind of made it part of the show. And they were, like, going to a, some apartment she was holed up in and she wouldn't open the door. And then she was obviously on, like, a drug bender. And then, like, a week later she emerges and she has some, like, fake, you know, junkies always have excuses for No, I mean, my educated oh, my guess died. is, like, something else is going on besides her just having, like, a couple glasses of champagne. Like, it... it- well, she she's turned. been a drug addict. It's not even. It's a you, you oh, look okay. at the sun. I, I don't really know. Type of Catherine Dennis. The yeah, she's a whole. I think she had drugs around the kids. Like she's terrible. Like she's a full. She's just a toxic junkie that has never got her act together. And 
it was funny watching the episode last night because, again, first one I'd seen a few seasons. They were like, oh, Catherine's making progress. You know, she's growing. And I'm like, this was the conversation on Southern Charm every single season for the first, like, five or six years that I watched it of, like, Catherine's trying to grow. And it's like, I just can't stand being around people like that. And you're not worthy of applause because you didn't act like, you know, a – a nutcase for like one night or something. I just think she's so gross, and uh, I hope they phase her out. She'll be a good friend of, I think, because it's like let's wheel her in if we need a fight because things are slowing down. But I actually True. don't really care about her full time. Although uh, I am, the other I'm people are so much more interesting. Curious, like what? She, yeah, maybe friend of, like a close friend of. I'm not really that I interested. Don't, I don't think she's even friends with. I, I think generally, I'm so not actually that interested in Southern Charm. It's like. It's great because I I forget that it exists, and then I like would like some TV to watch, and then I'm like, oh, I'm probably behind on Southern Charm, and then it's there, and I'm like, great, you know. And then it's like, it's good, but that's kind of. I think I'm going to recommit to Southern Charm because I think that I want to be. I think I want to be more in this somehow Southern Charm world as opposed to because a lot of the. I mean, some of the housewives are doing pretty well. Though. I mean, Beverly Hills is good in Atlanta. Lights are off again. But yeah, <laughs> lights off again. But also, like, <laughs> Girls Trip wasn't that great. OC feels like a write-off at this point. Um, you know, Dubai is on what? You've, oh, you've dropped Dubai, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've, I've kept up because I have virtually no life shock. Like, I... Oh, my God. You're still watching it? Yeah, it's awful. There's no, actually nothing there to say about. To, it. No. Oh my god! Someone had, someone attacked me on Twitter the other the other day. I said, "Oh, I love." I said, "I love the Housewives of Atlanta, but Dubai is unwatchable." And they wrote back, "Oh, do you you have a problem watching diversity?" And I'm like, "I literally just said uh, it's really good." And <laughs> you're. And then and then they said, uh, and I pointed that out, and then they go, I was talking about, um, you know, their backgrounds, and I'm like, they're all American expats. Right, that they're just, all, like, like- to do you f- yeah, you fucking retard. Like, these Bravo fans are so, like, I just, I can't. I mean, that's what I was dealing with all last year. Most of them have stopped now, because I, I think the penny dropped- this year, because they went, they had to go through a year of like the Housewives of New York being ruined and stuff like that, and to, mm-hmm. to realize that all of the social engineering, like wokeness that they wanted to put into Housewives, kind of made yeah. the franchise unwatchable. You don't miss a good thing so, till it's gone. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I just wanted to. This isn't even a topic of conversation. <laughs> this in my say. I rewatched Jurassic Park the other night, the original God one, because they have damn, all. You of know, the, this is a hot button all, issue for me, Jacques. Yes. All of the and I gotta say that original Jurassic Park. I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. It's so fucking good and it's so well made and they don't even start any of the action or anything until like an hour into the film. So it has such a great build up and even the dinosaur chases, they're really almost done like a horror movie. Like it's quite scary. I don't don't think they would do it. I I mean, I don't watch the new blockbusters, but I know that they're more like childish now. So I don't even, this would probably be considered too like scary for kids now. And like the characters were good and it was really funny. And I'm just like, this is awesome. Uh, And then I asked you about it because I I know you watch a lot of, you watch just anything at the cinema, I feel like. So I thought maybe you had watched the new one that I remembered that you like hate dinosaurs and you don't, you don't believe dinosaurs existed. I just simply don't think dinosaurs have ever walked the earth. It seems crazy. And also like, come on, give me a break like they still can't even figure out what they looked like and they have all the bones yeah they have well, i had toys no 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 toys. yeah and those are wrong now they're literally wrong is that propaganda they're like how well wait, they- how is it wrong because there's 
they're always changing shit. So like even like a few uh like a week ago, I I, I tweeted about this, Jock. You can go back on the timeline. Uh. The way that they depicted a T-Rex, like scaly, little tiny like faggot arms, uh, <laughs> is not what they're saying it is now because there's a new like David Attenborough like CGI, like you know, old, you know, it's it's about like dinosaurs, the land before time, etc. And now they have like kind of like chicken wing wings with like feathers and shit and like they don't know what- feather. Wait, T Rex has feathers. Yeah. Ew. And the arms are long. I just with feathers. Yuck. I just want to look at the shock. They cannot keep their story straight. <laughs> and it's like it's been like a million years. First of all, the Earth is two thousand years old. We know that as a fact. Is that when the Big Bang happened? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I just I like I don't. When I, did the Big Bang? When did the Big Bang? Like four hundred million years ago or billion. I just like okay. So a few years ago, God like did that probably eight years ago. I had um I was submitting a video. You had to like describe yourself in a video for like an art grant. Of course, I didn't get it, but I was like, I was like, it'd be funny if I pretended to be like a, a gay dinosaur truther, and I just like did that. Um, you can find it on my YouTube, but like I. Then I just kind of, it sort of, I opened my own eyes to this. And I'm like, there's actually like, I kind of think this is like all bullshit. Like, you know, the bones in the Natural History Museum are fake. Um, you know, like no one can even, they're like, well, we don't know what they sounded like. They have all these fossil records. They don't even know if they had scales or wings or any of this shit. Like they're constantly changing the narrative. Once you kind of, like, I know, I sound crazy. You should go on Joe Rogan. I should go on Joe Rogan. This is a Joe Rogan episode. He may have done but like, this already. Jacques, I'm telling you, in the last eight years, I, you see so many articles about dinosaurs and how they're like, actually, it's like, mm, actually, what you thought isn't true. I'm like, well, bitch, like, I never even knew actually what you're talking about. I just saw Jurassic Park that Steven Spielberg made and he got a lot of money from it. So I think they're all <laughs> <laughs> This is not like an well, you know This is not like an anti-Semitic be- tirade, I'm just saying. Oh, lights are back on. Oh <laughs> You've been going off. Um and I'm I'm a I'm not like three sheets to the wind, but I've had a few drinks. You said Catherine was dating a slave. And like his family was dry like they were slaves. <laughs> That's well, like the implication. Anyway. You can't rule it out. Well, have you seen have you seen those photos of there was a married couple and they did like a an interracial couple. The husband was black and the wife was um was white and they did like a slave play wedding theme thing where she was like rescuing him from the plantation and then they kissed. No, wait, sorry, what are you talking about? <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. There was an oh. interracial couple. The husband was black. The white was the the wife was white, okay. and they dressed up like she dressed up in whatever that fucking what a pilgrim or whatever Taylor they, Swift. Or they yeah, slave. <laughs> yeah dre- <laughs> she dressed up like that, and he was a slave on the field on the cotton field. And then she came and like rescued him, and then they like embraced and kissed, and like these were their wedding photos. That is so beautiful. I really love that. It's- <laughs> America's a mess. Uh, Jock, we should do that wait. when we get married for our reality show. But who would be? Oh my god, we should. Who's the slave? I think you need to rescue you. You need you need saving. Also, can I, I want to um, be the bottom, but I don't want to be a slave. You're too tall to top. I feel like your legs are huge. It's like being intimidating. <laughs> don't You're talk about like my thunder large. thighs, Jock. You're too large of a person. <laughs> um, can we um, talk about your appearance? Because I'm like I meant to like text you one thing can oh wait 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 wait. before we talk about my appearance 
Um, can I just say you should rewatch Jurassic Park because it was really good. I mean, I I watched Jurassic Park like twenty times as a kid. I loved it. I loved the scene with the little raptors in the kitchen and the metal and the oh my god, yes. I, I, and the the Ford Explorer and like the the eating the tire yes. like a donut. Jacques, I worship this movie. Like I love Jurassic. Well, I Park did as a child too, but we're the it's same age. Made up. So. You're slightly older, though, right? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe actually you should get that work done. Um, I should. But no, I um can we talk about this? Take a little yes, bathroom books, break yes. again because Again? Girl. I have like one drink and it goes right through me. Okay. Okay. You were talking about getting like injections to make you're basically getting, like a Chad surgery. No, no, no. I'm getting so I was getting liposuction on my chin. You don't need it so at I, all. and no, I do, trust you me. Absolutely do not. No, turn to the right. Turn to your right. No, because and I don't look cute on here now. I don't give a shit. We're not recording video. Turn to your right. No, your no, your other right. No, I'm your biggest fan. Turn to the right. Okay, your microphone's covering up. <laughs> I can't even like, see <laughs> no, you at I don't all. Want to. But wait, let me tell you. You do not need it at all. So, and you're gonna fuck with your face yeah, and I'm, regret it, and you're gonna start doing other things. You're gonna end no, up no, like no. Taylor Armstrong, Jock. I'm like no, team your mom. <laughs> I know you was like shit on your 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 mother who just bought you a house. <laughs> Do not fuck with your face. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, Le- Do not fuck with it. I just need to say my Lisa piece. Vander- Lisa Vanderpump brought her daughter a house, and you think that wasn't some form of emotional manipulation. So, think about that. So, I'm getting lipo on the chin. Then I'm going to get fillers along. So, I'm just going to have that killer. Can you imagine that masculine jawline? And you know what just I kind of want to some gum. I don't know. You don't actually like, need. No, no. You don't have a face you can see, fuck with. You're going to have could- like Vicky. No, because I want to get a beard transplant so it's more even. Because I can't grow a full beard. A beard tra- Wait, no, it's going to look so fucking weird. On your face. Do not fuck with your face. It's going to so put you in patchy. a- No, Jacques is going to put you in a tailspin and you're obsessed with your face and it's never going to be perfect. And it's not going to make it better. It's going to make it infinitely worse. And No, no, it's going to look It's going to look good. It's not going to look I good. Because I know the- Mm-mm. It's gonna look really good, and I'm waiting for my thing with my teeth, and then I'm getting. Um, I don't even think you need to fuck with your tattoos teeth either. as well. Wait, and I'm getting tattoos as well. Like you're getting stubble tattooed on. No, no, I'm getting just like tattoos. <laughs> of what? <laughs> I don't know. Just I always you're wanted too to get old to start getting tattoos. Did. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I always told myself, and now you I'm are. like, you know what? Like, I just want to do it. You are. You're too no, old I'm to get tattoos. It. Well, you're only as um as young as you wait. Whatever. Mm. Well, it's happening. I have a new, I found a new plastic because you guys know the story, right? So I had booked in, literally booked in with this lipo clinic and then they got exposed on 60 minutes for like butchering people and like not cleaning properly and all of this stuff. So now I found like an actual plastic surgeon to do it. Jacques, you're actually so thin and there's nothing to even suck out from this area. It makes me crazy that you're even considering this. Like, I don't know. I have to. So I have to be a voice of reason. And I'm at this. I feel like no one's telling you not to. I have well, to tell you. You could have. You've had plenty of time to tell me this, and well, I've been waiting. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> we only talk when we podcast. You need to pee anyway. So, yeah, I guess so. Because we're Go like an pee. hour and twenty, and then we'll do like maybe I don't know how much you want to do, but I want to. We'll do how long I say. I know. Well, I'm enjoying talking episode. to you, and I don't want. Uh, I don't want to like you know when I'm kind of like rocking back and forth like oh, I have to be you know I, yeah, it's fine Go I'll be right back Jock I feel like okay, this episode is so funny because of the lights turning on and off I think it's um but I think it's only funny to us because we can see it like everyone else is gonna be like what are they fucking talking no it's about? it's interesting uh, 
It's an added element. <laughs> the light turned expect. off. It seems no, but it's happened like four times in moments. They're like, oh, God is talking to <laughs> That's us. True. God is with us. Well, God didn't reach out when you told me not to get surgery, so clearly he agrees that I should. By the way, so many people have responded saying, oh, my God, I got my chin done and, like, it was the best thing I ever did and, oh, my God, you're going to love it. Like, people have been very – no one said don't do it. The only thing – people told me not to get a BBL, which I don't even need to Do not do that. I'm not doing it. Of course. That's – because my butt's fine anyway. That's when I was spiraling, but I – Do not mess with what what God gave you. I was also going to get, um, so I joined this gym here. I think I talked about it on Patreon. I went five times last week. So I joined this like really cool gym. It's like this like boutique gym. And I wanted to see how much like I'll tone up and everything first. But then I was going to get this lipo on like the midsection because oh the way they lipo around God. your stomach, they give you, they lipo you abs basically. So they lipo around it, and then so you I was look actually going to have the con- for the rest of your life. No, no, I saw the before and after on Instagram. It looked good. In forty years from now, that area's gonna be fucked up, and you're gonna be like, "Why did I do that?" It's gonna scar you forever. Also, no one's gonna want to fuck me in forty years. I'm not upset. true, because you'll be divorced like five times. Um, also, like <laughs> you have a cute face. Do not fuck with it. Actually, I just hate when you think you don't have a cute face and you need to fuck with it because you do not need to fuck with it. You need to change your personality and attitude. And maybe. No, my personality is uh, perfect. <laughs> what do I have to change from my personality? I'm just kidding. I don't know. It was just a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it will look good. It and, won't look good. But I'm not do- I'm not doing body lipo. It's a minor, it's a minor procedure. Jock, you're gonna have like Linda and Evangelista. No, no, no. What if, I mean, are you sure? Like, I mean, she's like a very, like, like supermodel of the world and her fucking she shit looked, got she fucked fine up. No. anyway. Her neck, she had just like collarbone to this, which is like a, a triangle. She got fucked up. Jock, do not fuck well, with your face. I'm telling you live on air. I'm not doing Do not fuck with that face. I think just, okay, the fillers in the jaw will do. No. I might not even need the jaw fillers because I'm getting the, but I, you know what? I am actually a little scared of, I think it was on Red Scare they said this. I was like, that makes sense. They, I think Anna said that um, they the injectables that women are getting, like fillers and Botox, that's why they all have these weird autoimmune exactly. diseases Exactly, Yolanda. <laughs> I mean, she really amped it up. <laughs> but like her breast implants, I mean, you just cannot put lights are off again because I'm right this time. Um I just, I'm like begging you to not go through these. Um, and I, I was waiting to tell you on air how, how I truly personally feel. I think it's a horrible decision. You're a very well, attractive you'll- man. You're going to like become a deformed freak for no reason. Cause like, what if something you're goes the wrong? Then what? Your whole life is, well, cause you know. Well, that's why I'm going to go to a plastic that, like, surgeon a- this time. That's why I'm going to go to a plastic surgeon. If you got like 40 to like 60 grand, go doctor. for it. Anything less than that. I don't know, like, 40 to 60. Then don't go um, to them. It was five grand. Oh, what the fucking, like, a- the Planned Parenthood where you're going to, like, injectable, like, light bulb <laughs> suction? Well, those They're are closing down now, in outfit. case you didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to throw my um, fat out with the fetuses in the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> the nine-month, nine-month-olds. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I've sort of gone back to focusing on the house a little bit because I'm getting in there soon. Yeah, focus on making that nice and then, like... No, but I'm going to make me nice, too. 
I just think it will complement the gym. Just a few extra kind of upgrades here and there. I, I know. I just, I do worry about people fucking with their faces in such an extreme measure. With because you're going to like, no, but it's this is the most minor one you can get. It's literally but you're going to like and- bottom of the barrel. Like you're like, well, no, you're like I, no, because I listened to the, Jock. Hold on, I listened to your episode, and you're like, well, I mean, I listened to the sixty minutes like call up, but like I kind of still would have done it because like they went to like cosmetology school for three weeks and they must know what they're doing like you are literally not you're like not mentally well enough to like ha- you need to be like a conservatorship basically you need like <laughs> you need like like britney spears dad needs to like lock you up and be like no <laughs> i am in charge of his patreon and he's not getting lipo on his you know, there's no fat on your neck or jaw like there isn't there's nothing to like, but it's that. just not strong enough. I just want to have like, because when I have the, imagine the, just the teeth and the jaw, like both getting done together, you're just gonna look so good. For the record, I think your teeth are cute, and I don't think you have a jaw. The teeth, are you don't bad. have a, you don't, no, you I don't have a them. weak jaw, like a strong, like who, ca- like no one really cares about a strong. You're gonna look like a, like a block. They do. But who, do you, like, but what do you, um... To be fair, okay, you're saying it looks cute, but the guys that I see you say you're attracted to on like Twitter and stuff. Not a good look. Like, that's not the category I like to be included in. Wait, who do I think is cute on Twitter? There's, like, no one. No, just random guys that you post. They're always, like... Who do I post? What do you mean I'm post? I'm not posting. They're just, like, fat, like, 40-year-old guys that, like, eat McDonald's every night. Okay, so like, you're talking about wash. me, but, like, who am I... I'm not posting. I'm not, like, I'm not one of these, like, sex pervert Twitter accounts. I just post, <laughs> like, my words every week or so. Do you subscribe to anyone's OnlyFans? No, but I'm, oh, you know, it's pretty expensive. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of, I would maybe be into it, but I just don't know if I care that much. And like, I would need someone to show me someone I like, and then I'd be like, okay, I'll get into it. You have to subscribe. There's no, you can't like preview any content. Not even like a sort of like. I'm the expert because I've really been through <clears> the ringer with OnlyFans of getting ripped off, and then also having like. Oh my god, why the fuck is Chunky barking? It's pissing me if off. If Rob Delaney um, had an OnlyFans, I would subscribe. That's that's all I'll say. Wait, this is another unattractive person. Let me Google. He's it. he's Rob so hot. Delaney. Who are you trying to attract? Like oh, girl, stop. Oh, he's amazing. Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> One person would be nice. Love that for you. Just anyone. Um Yeah. Oh my god, okay. There is something else I want to talk about. Um the the new Beyonce song, right? Ooh, yeah, Which, we can go into it. Okay. So, just to give you guys background. So, when I've told you this before, but when I was a music blogger, you, that I was the number one Beyonce hater. I'm telling you, she could not move a fucking inch without me dragging her ass. I mean, the amount of stuff back then that I used to expose on her, because she, she was like, basically back in the day, Beyonce was like this pathological liar. I made every interview, things she would say was just completely fake, and I would like cross-check, I'd be like, well, you couldn't have done this because you were doing, I like, try every bit of dirt on Beyonce, every fake-ass songwriting credit, every, like, shady thing she did. Like, I was so across it. And then when I stopped my music blogging thing, I basically never paid attention to her again because I, I don't care. I think she's really boring and I didn't need to, like, shade her for content anymore. Um, 
the days leading up to the release of this new song of shape, what's it, what is it? Break, break my soul. Break my soul. I mean, yeah, every faggot on Twitter was with their like lame ass like memes and like shaking and crying about like you know Beyonce's comeback. And I know that Beyonce's kind of in recent years has repositioned herself somehow. She went from just sort of being like a top forty artist to like she's like this pitchfork approved. Like, <laughs> she's like a real artist now and apparently really innovative. And then the song comes out, and it's the same fucking Robin S. Show Me Love sample that has literally been done, like, 1,000 times. It just sounds like H&M background music. And I don't even think the song's bad. I'm just like, this bitch is- you guys laud her as, like, so innovative. Like, she fucking reinvented the wheel. Like, the stuff that she's doing musically, no one else can do. She's the most talented artist of her generation. And then she comes out with a fucking tired-ass Robin S sample. Like, you have to be kidding me. Also, when Rihanna came back with Auntie, she had been gone for a few years, and when she dropped work with Drake, you were like, oh my god, I haven't heard a song. What is this? Like, this is a vibe. It was very good. Rihanna's come with, like, something, like, totally left field that we didn't expect to hear. Lights are back on. And then it's Oh, my God. Yes, the God is praising Rihanna. Yes, girl. <laughs> and work went to number one. Work. And, like, we all love it. And we st- we still you. listen to it. It's, like, like the best song. Um, and then Tired Ass Beyonce here. And then all the stands are still trying to, like, praise her. And then they have this narrative that they put out, this pro-Beyonce, where it's, like, the only people that don't, like, uh, Beyonce are, like, the, the basic white gays. Bitch, shut up. Like, I have way broader music taste than any of you. You know what I mean? Like, all you listen to is fucking, like, Adele and Beyonce and stuff, and then you're like, oh, my God, the white gays don't like Beyonce. Fucking, oh, my God, I hate the Beyonce fans. They're so disgusting. And there was actually a study in, like, I think it was, like, 2009 or 2011, one of those years. I'm not even kidding you. You can look it up. Harvard did the dumbest music fan, so the lowest <laughs> IQ by tasting music. Bitch, who do you think was number one? Beyonce fans, for a fucking reason. So that's what I want to say about Break My Soul. Um, did you like the song? Um, you don't have anything else to say, do you? No. Well. Okay, so the song, okay, so like everyone's talking about this Robin S sample. To me, it literally just sounded more like she sampled like Swish Swish by Katy Perry, which is already a reductive <laughs> thing. I'm like, okay. And I've been like, you know, I, I actually, I give Beyonce the benefit of the doubt. She's earned her status in a weird way. I know. Listen, I know. She's no, she a- hasn't. It's marketing. It's fake. <sighs> it's not a real status. It's a fake status that you've been, it's propaganda like the dinosaurs. I regret saying the word status. I will just say that she's had a lot of really great songs that I love and will cherish for most of my lifetime. Handful. Handful. Cher- wait, cherish? Don't try that's, to change my words, Josh. Okay. I'm it's just. late at night here. Okay. I'm. Just work with me, okay? Four was a good album. Four was great. B Day, amazing songs. However, since then, she made this really fucking crazy like album with Jay Z that was the most atrocious thing I've ever heard. Then it was like years went by, and then it was like the Lion King soundtrack, which like I'm too old to listen to. Anyway, so I'm like, okay, and but uh, in between all that, like Baychella happened, and I think Baychella was an incredible performance. It wasn't. Oh my god, she's because she, she's having a fucking seizure. No, this is doc, the thing. No, okay, no, no, no. Okay, this is why you've you're never so watched ignorant. Dance Moms. You don't understand because dance. You don't understand dance. No, I 
You don't understand. No, Pam. you don't. You don't. You don't watch K-pop, okay? No, because that's like the, level the most of K-pop performances. Yeah, but for two hours. No, they're like, okay. You just invented dance mums, and then the thing with K-pop is like I'm used to really good choreography, like been there, done that. And American standards are so low because you guys are used to the shittiest choreography. I mean, there's not been a good a good dancer in American pop, maybe one or two, but really since the '80s, like yes, back Paula Abdul and like Janet Jackson mm-hmm. could like tear it up, kill it. But like since then, it's like even People overpraise Britney so much. Britney twirls and like jerks an elbow out, and you guys think that she's the greatest dancer ever. Or J Lo hobbles out in there with the goddamn get right cane with the same routine of well, twirling guess around the what, cane. Jock, like- we live in the land of the free and the home of the fucking brave, where we don't make our eight-year-old children live in death camps choreographing for ten years to make your little fucking gay fantasy come true for four fucking minutes. I hate well, K-pop so much. Is it America it is so about demonic? Work? It's unbelievable. It's so good. It's not good. Girl, Beyonce's demonic with that shaken shaking on stage, like she's had fucking that looked like an exorcism on stage. No, it did not. I watched the Tammy Faye Baker movie, and there was an exorcism scene in that at the start when she was a little girl. That's what Beachella looked like. Anyway, okay. Well, I mean, listen, you don't have to like Beachella. I'm just saying, K-pop is like objectively like. The mark of the no, devil. Really well, and to be I'm not honest, surprised you the, like the, it. The K-pop, K-pop is bad as like the most fucking basic ass, like generic take. Like it's so whack. Anyway, k- what were you saying about Beyonce? So yeah, you cherish her music. I'm sorry, um, you, uh, you queen, actually cut out what I heard stage. was. You cut out your internet, cut out, and all you just say is K-pop is the most generic thing in the world. And I was like, well, T. It's like no, I didn't say that. If you were in, like, an H&M you, in the check- depths of hell inside of a casino, like, that's what they would play as K-pop. It's just, like, music to, yeah. like, spend money to. It's horrible. No. You know, Jacques, um, maybe you should get all this work done to your face. Get more. And Get, um... No, they, maybe, like, um, eyebrow implants, too, and, like, some... They did a they did a Rob well they didn't sample it because K pop always steals things and they don't credit it but they did like a Robin S song like four years ago. Who's um, they? Like the entire country of like South Korea. Well, FX. This girl group FX. Oh, where Sunny and, um, killed herself because how much? Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, Sully. Well, well my favorite so podcast, Sully- The C Word, with Alyssa Bennett, Lena Dunham, did an episode about Sunny. Oh, they. Oh, okay. So you listened to K about K pop then. Well, they would have had the, the fucking lamest take. No, I'm they're sure. Anyway, FX are really great. It's beautiful. Um. And their music and their music videos are really artistic. And they did the Robin S sort of thing with a song called Four Walls, Four Walls they do years black ago. Face. They probably and did. No, that's Mamamoo that always does the blackface. <laughs> but um, FX, yeah, they they did Four Walls that had a Robin S thing. It was much better and it was much more interesting production-wise than Beyonce's song because it also had, like, garage music elements and stuff, whereas Beyonce's is just a straight-up... Like, like you said, fucking swish, swish. Like, it's, I don't like the song. And then also, like, the Beyonce lyric was like, meet me outside and I can't outside. I'm like, there's their attitude does not match up with, like, what the lyrics are. Like, like, Nicki Minaj could deliver that. Like, but Beyonce's like, yeah. like, you're too rich and you don't, you're not, this is not your attitude. Also, the, well, she's always the working that, nine to five she- element. Of, I'm like, I give artists artistic license to do whatever the fuck they want. However, coming from Beyonce, also, I know how Virgos work. And if you're a billionaire, I'm like, you, like, what? Like, why? Why are you making us Well, you know, suffer? You know, Beyonce grew up with, like, a lot of money. Like, her mom ran, like, the biggest beauty salon in the area or something. And Matthew, I think, was, like, a pharmaceuticals rep or something. Like, they grew up with money and that. And then when 
Beyonce wants to, she does these like hood concepts where she's like, he's fucking me in the back of Red Lobster and stuff. And I'm like, this is not your life. And it never was. Like I see your paparazzi photos, you're hanging out with like Gwyneth Paltrow, you know what I mean? On a yacht. And then you come out and you like, it's just, everything is so fake. Um, Did she also sing about wearing masks in this song? There's some lyric about a mask, but I'm like, is she talking about a different kind of mask? Surely it can't be a COVID mask. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember hearing about there's something about a mask, and I'm like, I hope she's not talking about. Well, like, we're hearing like big free like, release your trade, and then like the DSA was like, <laughs> yeah, you should really, you should quit your job. Like trade is like something that's learned. I'm like, you don't even know what trade means, honey. Like, you're not. <laughs> we're on different. Well, even planet. having big. F- having big freedom is like pretty shit. Like, who hasn't done that? Like, Kesha did that a few years ago. You know. I'm just happy Big Frida got a chuck, I guess. Song. Listen, I don't like the song. Also, I've already talked about this on my own podcast. So, like, you might already know how I feel. I've said my piece. I'm not a huge fan of the song. I'm not a huge fan of Beyonce anymore. I'm just, you know. You cherish Beyonce. I will give credit where credit's due, and I think Baychella was fucking amazing. And she's like an Olympic athlete of a performer. And, like, I know you disagree. However, I have eyes and ears. And, like, to perform like that for two hours. Sh- shaking violently on stage. Not shaking violently. Vocal that you're vocal that, pre- that you're pretending it's is, not a, shaking uh, is a live vocal. It's not shaking violently. She was shaking. She, thrashing violently. Sorry. I meant thrashing. Um, I did think okay. the fan you know, blowing her hair did a lot of work, but I don't think that she was thrashing. Okay. I think it was very, you know, composed and elegant and, you know. Oh, well, you know, I have Angular. long hair now. I should set up. I should set up a fan here. Oh my god, my Jock, hair if, you, back, if take, you started take off balding, this would you like mob. literally? It would be the end of the, your life. Oh my, you actually, I have a series. Yeah, I have a. Uh, okay, so <laughs> my hair has started falling <gasps> out a bit. Work. Get on that finast. Get it because it never, I regretted it. When I was twenty four. I had no money. I didn't get on the things. Get on the things. Okay. It's no, no. It's not. It's not a balding thing because it is. Okay, girl. first I was like, "What is going on?" Because I've never had hair. No, no. Because it. It's not just. It's like when I'm combing it, it's just coming out. And then my friend said to me, "This is my first winter in Aubrey." She said, "No, that happens here because Aubrey, where I am now, it has really extreme seasonal changes. So like summer's really hot, winter's really cold. Like all the seasons here are the seasons." And she said, "It's a seasonal thing. Happens to everyone." I looked it up. I googled it. It does happen to Why everyone. Why would apparently. you shed in the winter? Because it's winter and Australia. Because I don't know, right? you do. Yeah, it um, is. But apparently, it's just it's the temperature change. I googled it. It said that it happens. Google said that this happens. Uh, well, I'm going to get on Google and say that, like you're a delusional middle aged freak, and you no, did it on like finasteride yesterday. No, no, no. Because you don't want to end up like me, Jacques. Trust me. When Sad, lonely I, my, man, no hair. My, you can pull off the boldness though. Like I actually can't, which is why it's. So, and I looked up the the finesta whatever, <laughs> and it hurts. It affect. Well, Shane Dawson's on that, and he told me to use that. He sent it to me, and you then I was. He was like, "No, you need to use this." Oh, he he's coming on the pod. Oh my god! Um, yeah, can I we, come on me and too? Shane have like become <laughs> me and me and Shane have have hooked up recently. Wait, and uh, you know, okay, um, I thought you meant like sexually and i was like no no he's got a man um <laughs> so, we, me and shade have become friendly he's meant to come on the pod i think for my 100th episode i've asked him he said he wants to so we're just scheduling that. lights went off um lights went off the lights again. W- oh i hope that's not a bad sign i think it is but shane told shane told me to use that and shane has really good hair um because he said that he had a thing where his hair started coming out and he had he freaked out and went on the the hair thing i'm sure and you I blame on the up. weather 
Shark, the weather does not... It's the weather. Okay, I'm telling you, my hair is so... You've seen my hair on Instagram stories. I obviously have, like, beautiful hair, and, like, it's thick, and, like, it's luscious. Great hair, great hair. You put, like, shoe polish in it. Uh, Yeah, great, (coughs) great hair. And I don't know what's going on, but now I have... Okay, it gives you erectile dysfunction, that, that pill. And it's actually a high percentage. Like, I think it was like 1%, which like that's like one in 100 people. And even when you go off it, off the pill, you can still have the the erection problems for like years to come. So, I'm like, that's not worth it. And I'm like, I like I can get, I get erection, like you, you look at me, like I'll get, you know what I mean? Like everything's working really well. Like I'm still like a, like a 19 year old basically mm, in that regard. Wow. And- <laughs> And I don't want to mess with that, okay? So, I'm not getting that, but I did get natural. I got silica, which is like a natural hair supplement. I got the hair care gummies from Instagram. Um, I got the JVN hair care. I got, I got the JVN scalp oil. I got all of that. I got an anti-breakage serum. So, I'm doing all of that stuff, and it already seems to be, like, making a difference. There's no way that I'm suddenly going bald. Like, because you don't just suddenly go bald out of nowhere. It'd be, like, a gradual Literally, thing. Literally, like, yes. It, it happened to me, Jacques, in the span of, like, one and a half years. Can I just so tell you, you just my went experience? went from having hair. I had a beautiful, yes, full head of, like, wavy, curly hair. My older brother went completely bald at 19. So I was like 23 and had like all my shit intact. And I'm like, well, I'm, it's never going to happen to me. And it was a kind of like a running kind of like joke, like, oh, you're the, you know, you got the good genes. And then a really horrible year, I moved to Brooklyn. I got bed bugs. My life fell apart. And like, it all just fell out. I'd like wake up in the morning and there was a halo around my entire head of just hair that had fallen out. And I was like, what is up with this? And I'm like, it'll go back because I was young and dumb and I had other things in my mind like, you know, sucking, fucking, drinking, doing whatever. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, wait, actually, it's like too late to get it back. And I had no money to like buy the like whatever pills or serums and or yeah, potions. Expensive medication. And I also, I was like very thin at this time. So I'm like, whatever, I can like pull off being bald. And now I'm like 30 pounds overweight. And I'm like, fuck, I kind of, I mean, I think you can still pull it off. Yeah, no, I can. I can't. The beard and, you know. You've made it your look. It's it's so fine. Okay. And I, 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 I wear hats and I sell hats. I'm <laughs> a hat man. I couldn't. I could not pull off being bald, but I just, there's no way I'm going bald. <laughs> it's just not happening. So Especially this now. Record, because like a year from now, you'll be like, oh, fuck, mate. I'm bald. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm knocking on wood. I don't want to hard ones with the, those pills. Yeah. And my hair still looks good now. Like, there's not, like, a receding thing back, but it was just that, like, even just to be having... And I think now I have longer hair, too, which I've never had before, so I'm probably losing more because I've grown it out a lot. That's true. And you know what? I was... And my mom has long, really thick hair, and she leaves hair... Like, she molts like a fucking cat. She's like, it's out of control. Bitch. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, it's it has to be that. I. But, tr- look, trust me, if I, see a, if I see a sign of, like, true boldness, I will be going on the, like, erections be dead. Oh, I know you will. Um, you need a boner to get like, will... fucked in the ass by a complete stranger. <laughs> you're like, you're not leaving a house. Like, the door is open. The screen door is open. <laughs> well, that makes me think of um, Fire Island. I, I listed Fire Island... 
Queer Eye reboot. And Do not make me talk about. I just want to say I didn't. You're watch talking it. about topics that, like are, I'm, I'm already. Not. I'm talking. I, I, what I wanted to say was that I'm not watching it, and I've no, and I know that you have no intention to watch it either. Or did you end up caving and watching it? I watched it you the said you second it came it. out. I I talked. Oh. Came out. It came out, and I I've I've watched it. I might watch it again just to maybe see how if I overreacted the first time. But I really think it's the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And I think that all these gay guys on Twitter are, are gaslighting me. And it's the only time I'll actually use the word, the G word, gaslight. They're like, um, I don't know. Like, I kind of liked it. Like, I don't think it was kind of sweet. Like, yeah, it was like kind of funny. Like, I kind of liked it. I'm like, no, this is actual fucking trash. Let it be trash. People have been trying to make me watch it because they're like, oh, you, you'll be really funny because you'll rip on it. And I'm like, I actually think it will depress, especially because, you know, I'm kind of feeling isolated out here where I am. And just mentally, I don't think I want to watch a, like a scene queens doing their thing. Yeah, Not that I'm even part of that scene or want to be part of that scene, but it's like, it's just probably going to make me feel more socially isolated watching that where I am here. And like, I just don't want that in my head. Like I was, <laughs> I was mm-hmm. watching actually, it made me depressed. My mom was watching Enlightened because oh, I love, love that, show, that show, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And I've watched it a few times and then she was like, I need a show to watch. I'm like, oh, this is really good. Like, you know, watch this. So I put it on for her. And then- um, Oh, the episode about I um, of- the mom alone in the grocery store. No, not that. <laughs> oh, I just think about that and I cry sometimes. Well, it was the Did episode you watch in that season with your one. Mom? No, and I'm not going to. But it was the episode when she goes back to the uh, to the white the the, the white water rafting like retreat mm-hmm. with with Luke Wilson, yeah. and then oh, um, yep. and they're remembering. Oh, we were so happy when we were here, and I was pregnant. Mm. And the dog, and and then she's like, then the dog died, and we lost the baby, and it's that he's like Life doing like on. coke. It, he's doing coke in the hotel. Oh, I know that. End, just- like, Mike White tears it fucking crazy. It, it was sort of upsetting me watching it last night, and I'm like, I don't want to watch anything that's emotionally. Yeah, so I'm not watching Fire. And I people have been telling me to watch the new Queer Eye. I don't Wait, want to. Fire Ground is not of- an emotional movie. I'll just say no, it's not. But I just feel like it. I just don't want to see that. Okay, and I'm already like I'm in. An- <laughs> I'm annoyed by like even the other. Like I talked to this really cute guy. Um, on Grinder the other week, and then of course, as soon as like I didn't fuck him within like five minutes, uh, it's like bye. Oh, you know I know. What I mean? Yeah, so I just I'm saying, I'm like, uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Hi. And you live in like um, you're in, like a sort of rural. But you're not like in a major yeah. city, so it's like if you don't mean patience, yeah. like so there's not many. Surprise. It's probably on math and uh, I know maybe to dodge a bullet. There. He wasn't. He well, honestly, he's cool. But then was he? How do you know? But then I saw. Well, then we added each other. We added each other on Instagram. That might have been what did it actually when we added each other on Instagram because uh, he's like Insta was just like really woke, and he said something like, "Oh, you have a podcast," and which I didn't tell him about because I don't tell anyone. And like, yeah, so and I, I must dissect every black person on Bravo, and I <laughs> tell everyone what they're awful. Yeah, and he was like, um, work. I, <laughs> last week I said that you know the transgender people are in the transgender lobby needs. to. <laughs> step back i don't know it might have been that because he looked pretty woke when i saw his instagram and then um he i think he saw mine and was like oh it's not the kind of guy i want to be around but anyway i don't want to have this shoved in my face right now the fire island and i also have no interest in the queer eye reboot even though people keep messaging me watch the queer, queer eye folk, reboot. i watched the original 
Yeah, sorry. Queer as folk. Um, I watched the original Queer as Folk. I loved it. It's so uh, bad. But I mean, I watched it when I was like 17. I'm like, oh, it's amazing. Also, remember, like, yeah, there's like something, like, no one really remembers, like, the, the, the the sweeping shots like across the huge nightclub they were like <laughs> it's like there's this element and it's like in many other scenes too it's like constantly like it's such a strange device they used and they kept it constantly it's the it's entire so scene. weird it's so dramatic and so completely unnecessary but the time it seemed kind of like fun and i don't know yeah anyway I mean, i'm sure this new I- I assume the new queer is folk ones really woke and boring, and we know that woke content's getting cancelled now by Netflix. Yeah, and, and the Pulse nightclub shooting gun, wasn't even so. a homophobic thing. The guy, the FBI, <laughs> pro- you know, there's evidence. Oh yeah. Where- oh yeah, they they opened it with that, didn't they? Well, I saw. I've, I've only seen the trailer. I haven't watched the show, but like you know, the Pulse. For the record, I still see people posting about it. I, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to like fuck up anyone's day. But like, the Just- guy like Googled like nightclub. And like went to three of them, and the last one had to be like a gay club, and he shot it up. The guy wanted to just like kill people, and they would be like, "Oh, I saw him on Grinder." There was, you know, the FBI proved there was like <laughs> he never had a Grinder account. He actually, had gay friends. They're, like it's just like this is not. I mean, they're so desperate <coughs> to be. They're so like well, I mean, they it's are a so horrendous tragedy. They wish they were that's shot. like unimaginable. Like yeah. this doesn't happen in Australia. You guys never have to fucking like maybe a dingo. I know. Eats, yeah, you know. Rips out your yeah, hair. And people's yeah. Well, everyone knows that being Australian, I am super anti-gun, and people were people do message me like um saying that I don't know, like oh, if you guys had guns, like that COVID stuff wouldn't have happened. And I'm like, it's not true. You, know, <laughs> you shoot them laws here and stuff. Yeah, it's. I mean, a lot of people happen. shit on America, but hello, it's still like the hottest club in the world that everyone's trying to get into. So, like, what's up with that? I don't know if it is. I think that's just weird American exceptionalism <laughs> yeah. you've been brainwashed with, like, through school. I mean, Well, I no one's trying to move to Sydney or wherever fucking suburb you're living in. A lot of people want to fucking cut. A lot of people want to fucking move to Australia. Honestly, me. like, I would try. Um, <laughs> I got to get my passport renewed. Would you well, fly you me know, out? I, well, I tried that um, when money. we first met. I said, come. Yeah, no, you're I like, said, can you marry me? And I'm like, for it. Oh. <laughs> okay, we didn't have to get married. It was the con. <laughs> this was the spin-off where you just have to talk to them online. Then you meet for the first time, and TLC would have flown you out for an all-expenses-paid trip to Australia. And um, yeah, no, I don't want any of that. You know. Talk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. Um, I'm, I've accepted that I'm not going to be a 90-day fiance now. Uh, I think we've covered. I think everything. we've gone. Oh yeah, I was. Go ahead. <laughs> you, you, We're almost done. at two hours. I'm just saying. I I just wanted to ask you if well, I mean, if we cut out your fucking bathroom breaks, we'll probably get forty <laughs> so minutes true. off one time. <laughs> uh can you consider watching the new season of um, The Bachelorette? Oh no, please. You have nothing better to do. You watch anything. True and true. However, these fucking episodes are like two hours long and. Uh, but they're so good. Like, you can't get no, everyone out. Everyone says that. And then I watch it, I'm like, no. Nah. It's amazing. No, you just... And if you believe in love, as I do, you'll get really sucked in. 
Did you see what I posted on my Instagram about the amputee guy? Can I tell people? Yeah, so I did see that. I, I thought it was a blowjack thing, but I didn't really. I guess it's Bachelorette. It all blends. No, okay. So let me tell you guys. A lot of people watched Hannah Brown's season of The Bachelorette. That was kind of the most popular one. She's the she's the one that fucked the guy in the windmill, and um, she's like, you know, we fucked three times. And uh, anyway, on her season, there was this guy Cam, ABC Cam. He was a rapper, and he was kind of like the villain at the start. And there was an episode where he thought he was going to get eliminated. So he took Hannah aside and he's like, I just want you to know something. Uh, You know, I wanted to be vulnerable with you and I have lymphedema and it was like really serious. And then my grandma died. He gave this like sob story about it. She's like, I'm really glad you opened up. And then all the guys. Anyway, that's the end of the podcast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the guy got his leg cut off. I mean, yeah, we've already seen on your Instagram story. I don't watch the goddamn show. Yeah, but not everyone. Well, I just wanted to no tell No one's my made it this far. It. Well, I'm not with you as a guest. No, I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm tough to listen to. Um, it amazing I have a, even a semblance of a podcasting career. Yeah, you're not that drunk. But usually by this time of the podcast, you're like wasted. Have you only had like a, a couple drinks tonight? I've had, uh, let me uh, be very honest with you. I had two cocktails at the bar before I came here. And then I had uh, my third hard kombucha. I'm not sober. I didn't eat a lot. Uh, today. You're always at, you're always at that gay bar. I think alone, drinking in a corner. not alone. Then you <laughs> then you scurry upstairs to record the pod and drink more, and then you run back down. You're like, I want to get back before it's, closing. The gay bar is a full one mile from my house, and uh, I'm going to go to the cocktail bar. You know, it's Pride. You know, it's Pride. Okay, you are scur- scurrying. So I'm going to no, I'm going to go to the cocktail bar before they close. Last call is soon. <laughs> Okay, sorry, I'm wrapping. I just want to ask: when you're at the bar, do you do you go on Grinder at the bar, or do you like try to talk to people? I never look at the apps, even like in my house. Oh, okay. I just I don't. I have the apps. I barely look. I look at Raya, which I'm so blessed. Oh, yeah, because so you're, so, you're a star fucker, and you're just hoping to have a. It took me two and a half years to like get on it. <laughs> I was like, Hari Neff was my recommendation. Why didn't I get right on the list? Anyways, um. I look at Tinder because it's fun to, it's not fun. It's horrible. The whole thing is horrible. Every day I'm like, <laughs> I want to delete all these things. Nothing's working out. I don't want like a, I don't even like want to like hook up with someone that I don't even know immediately anymore. I'm too old. I've been there, done that. Had a lot of sexual partners. It's fine if you want to be a fucking decrepit slut. Go off. I don't give a shit. It's not my <laughs> life. I don't care. For me, I want to like um, have someone that I trust that I can be a total whore with, you know? And that's, well, that's good luck because because good luck to you too, bitch. I know it's, it's hard me. out here. <laughs> we're very specific, we're very <laughs> tough on the- very impossible specific people, and we're probably never going to find anyone. So, that's cheers true. to that. Well, cheers to that. Let's end on that depressing. Note. No, I don't want to be um, super depressing, but um. Anyways, I love your pod, and I, well, I'm, I'm very happy you asked me oh, back. Do, on. do you? Did you think I was not going to have you back? No. <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to have me I was like, mad at you again no i feel like you, you made you, you made like a fake feud to like maybe like get us on like 90 days or something i literally did not nothing true. wrong <laughs> should we rehash anyway, it sort of <laughs> i don't even know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> like literally nothing happened <laughs> we've been there no something did happen but it's fine what happened and i can't be bothered what else Oh, next time we record, I'm going on your pod and Kara's coming on, right? That'll be fun. Yeah, we'll do that. 
That'll be good. Maybe I'll have my new jaw by then. Oh my god, Jacques! Oh, so hot on that Zoom. For the love of God. <laughs> please don't get don't. All right, fuck guys. With your face. I love you. Don't fuck with your face. You love me when you're drunk. When you're sober, we don't even talk. You so know, that's like most of my friends actually, too. Like, don't think like, you're so special. The lights went off. If anyone, <laughs> if anyone wants the history of our friendship, you just have to listen to the first time we did each other's pods in order, and that's basically every conversation we've ever had. I mean, yeah. What do you expect? We're like twelve thousand miles away from each other. What do you want from me? Well, anyway. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, guys. Is there anything else? Make sure you follow me on social media uh, at UnpopularJP on Instagram and Twitter. You can get more content on Patreon, patreoncom UnpopularJP. Check out Dial Dan. Uh, he has a free podcast and he has the Patreon. Your Patreon, what is it? Patreon.com slash Dial Dan. Dial underscore Dan. Also, why are you plugging yourself at the end of your own episode? Like, people already know where to find you. They're already here. Yeah, but I tell them where to, like, follow me and stuff. Okay, well, I think and then they I get probably new followers know. after I post the episode. Okay, so, it actually Wait, how many listeners do you get? Can you just tell me? I'm not Bleep saying. it out. No, and just it's tell me to bleep good. it out. Because, like, Spotify and iTunes are very Wait, different. Let- um oh it 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 goes between should i just end the recording now i'm gonna end the recording and i'll tell okay, you okay good night everyone the Please magic follow my patreon off. i have so many beautiful special okay. guests um jacques will be back uh, i'm downgrading on your patreon by the way it's costing me like 15 but it's more than netflix i told you da- to downgrade keep it up so i'm i'm gonna go to the um, the five dollar the lower tier is i honor that and you know Fine. i'm also there's someone this else. This is how you want to end it, Jock. This is really how you want to end it.